0: Mr. Ooh, it's creaky in here. Mr. Jimmy Wynn, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are y'all? Dude, doing good, man. Uh, super happy to see you here. Asked Thank you. you. Uh, oh, I think a couple months ago in passing, like, would you ever do this? Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, okay. And I think I sent you a message a week and a half ago.
2: Mm-hmm. What was your initial response? Um, Well, you first asked me, I have cats, or you said, I have cats. Oh,
0: yeah, I did, <laughs> I did bribe you with, I have cats. Yeah.
2: And, yeah, I said, yeah.
0: So, if you want Jimmy Wynn to do anything, open with the line, I have cats. Right. <laughs>
1: Does that work? Like, it tricks you into what, whatever whatever the thing is? Mm, sometimes. So, if I have cats in the van, I just got myself a <laughs> kidnapping victim?
2: I'd probably go in your van without a cat.
1: Oh, uh, so, DJ... <laughs> <laughs> not, you know what actually bums me out about the van is lots of people have made creepy jokes about the van yeah. and, like, sexual things that... <laughs> It seems like it would happen in that van. You know how much action that van has seen? No, Nothing.
0: No. Sad. No. Sad times. I mean, it's too tall for your girlfriend to step up into, <laughs> so that's a whole nother <laughs> story. <laughs> Burn. Mr. Jimmy, um, dude, you started skydiving 2014.
2: Yep. Four years ago. Four years ago.
0: Why did you make your first jump?
2: Um, so two years before that, um, I was in the program. I was in for my career and uh, I would joke with my classmates whenever we would have a get together that we would go skydiving and of course no one would want to go and then eventually after I got a job uh, my birthday came around Mm -hmm. and I was like well I have money now so let's go skydiving and I invited a bunch of people and couple of days before everybody canceled on me of course so everybody yeah everybody i
0: think we've talked about this with a few different guests nick did you you planned this with a bunch of friends as well right uh
1: yeah the so i owned a piercing studio yeah. with a couple of friends of mine we were business partners and our one year anniversary of being in business we we went but three of us owned it together only only two of us jumped
0: yeah, i had 20 friends who said yes before my mm-hmm. first jump you know yeah. two weeks before oh yeah half of them said no right. the week before the night before there was three, and at the, the night before two. I'm like, no, no, I can't make it tomorrow. Yeah. To this day, I don't know if any of them have jumped.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so you you were the only one also. Yeah. Oh. T- today we had a group of twenty that was on the on the schedule yeah. with with no deposits or anything. So we're <laughs> like, nobody's coming, right? But uh, it ended up being a group of seven, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was pretty good odds. Nice. Yeah. Seven out
0: of twenty is pretty and, fucking and high.
1: They, right? they yeah. were pretty cool. They fit in pretty well. They're uh, border patrol agents. These people. And so like you can just tell that they're used to like hanging out in the middle of nowhere talking a bunch of shit yeah. to each other. And uh it was kind of funny to I, I it seemed like the jokes about our staff all being foreign were very absent. But maybe that was for
0: good reason. <laughs> oh man, it's uh it's a super cool because some of those guys they're they're all there legally, man. Venezuela, yeah. uh, tons of Venezuelans, they get asylum requests left and right. But it still has got to make them feel nervous and uneasy. They just still can't be like, yo, man, I'm here legally, but I'm really working on it, man. I'm going through this process. Don't <laughs> fuck with me, bro. Yeah. It's got to be the feeling they have.
1: It was just, um, you know, cute little Aaron, cute little Mexican, and then Fernando, Carlos, Pedro. <laughs> and, it, and I think it was just funny that no one made a joke about it. Seem, seemed like I would make the joke. Didn't happen.
0: That's because you weren't on that load, No, right? I
1: was there. I was watching it. I filmed a video... Just wasn't wasn't feeling like myself this
0: morning. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're sick right now. I've been sick for.
1: No, that's not true. I felt really great for like two weeks. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm not feeling good.
0: So hold on, Jimmy. Help me out here. Yeah, you have are, a medical. Are you? Yeah, you're. A... <laughs> I need an exam. You need an exam. <laughs> All
1: right. Do you have gloves?
2: I actually did. <laughs> They're in the car.
0: I actually have a large box of latex gloves in that closet right behind Nick.
1: Do you wanna talk about work?
0: <laughs> what you do for work? Yeah, this could be a good can. segue. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I want to know, am I still contagious? I, I hear this argument at mm-hmm. the drops on all the time. If if I'm uh if I've got a fever, if I'm this far in, if I'm this far, I'm not contagious anymore. Yeah. When am I not contagious anymore? Um I'm always <laughs> contagious. <That's
2: laughs> I, think. Uh, I think like usually once you already have the symptoms, um by that point, uh, like, a little bit after a few days. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't believe <laughs> anything. Just making stuff up. Any, any
0: medical professional, anything they say?
1: Nope. <laughs> I don't know. No idea.
0: So you started jumping with your friends 20 mm-hmm. years ago. No, four years ago. Yep. Woo! Time uh, war, man. A bunch of them wanted to jump. None of them did.
2: Yep. So well, I think I was the only one that wanted to jump. And, yeah. A lot of them did. said they would. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm.
0: none of them did. You did your first tandem. How quickly did you follow that up?
2: Um, so I did my first tandem and then bought that second one the same day. And when I went to work, two of my coworkers were like, oh, we also have our second one. And well, I was like, where were you the first time? (laughs) And so we went two weeks later and my first instructor was Hank. Okay. At that time it was a Hank (laughs) 2.0. And the second time around it was Kieran. Kieran. Kieran? Yeah. Yeah, A little Irish bastard. Yep and after we landed on that one he told me that i seemed really uh relaxed up there um so he said you should think about getting your license and at that point i didn't really know that people did it for fun and thought about it for a month and after a month I uh, decided to go to ground school
0: during that month, you say you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I learned to jump 20 some years ago, so yeah. I played the same shitty VHS tape over and over again. It mm-hmm. was good video, but yep. the tape was just beat up. Um, there, you, you read the magazine over and over again every yep. month. Mm-hmm. For, um, four well years yeah, ago, I what didn't did you get do? any
2: video or anything. And but you had YouTube now. Yeah, YouTube. So I watched a bunch of videos. And the only thing stopping me really was not having anyone to go through it with. Because uh, I was, like, really shy. And just going through the whole thing by myself made me nervous. That wasn't going to make any friends. But, yeah, it was total opposite. I just fell in love with it. So many
0: new jumpers fall into the sport, and they feel the same way you do. Valerie, Valerie's very much the same way. Like, nobody wants to jump with me. Right. No, I won't know anybody. What the fuck's going on? Now you come out to the D Z and you're one of the kids that everybody has to say hello to. Not because you're cool mm-hmm. and you're you're a cool guy, but because you're just a friendly, loving guy and everybody's gotta soak that up. Thanks. Oh dude, you're welcome. Thank you. It's it's we see so many personalities come and go and, and your personality is a huge asset to the gene pool, man. I just I I love having you around, bud. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, those friends out there, those people, those new jumpers who are going through those struggles, mm-hmm. what would you tell them to, to carry them through it?
2: Uh, I would just say go into it with an open mind. Um, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy and don't be so hard on yourself.
0: I Definitely be careful reaching out. Um, as far as don't overstep your boundaries, but don't be afraid to step outside your own uh, boundaries. Step mm-hmm. outside the box. Yeah. Go introduce yourself to people. Right. A lot of times as experienced jumpers, we get focused on what we're doing and we forget to see what's right next to us. And sometimes it's a reminder like, hey, dude, I'm new. Check me out. Like, hey, you're new and you're not annoying. Cool. Yeah. We'll hang out with you. Right. You wear kittens in your overalls. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> dude, where did that kitten come from?
2: Uh, so I was at uh, Spaceland Dallas for Mickey Noodles camp mm-hmm. uh, over oh. the summer. And uh, by the window where I was setting my things, there was a kennel with a little kitten inside. So I was like asking around, like, "Whose kitten is this?" And then Veronica um, was like, "Yo, it's this guy." And like, she got the cat out, and yeah, just put it in my pocket. It seemed fitting at that time. <laughs> it's major profile picture. It's super nice. So back to. Y-
0: You come in, you're nervous, you start finding friends. What's the first thing
2: that drew you back? What was the first reason you wanted to come back? Um, The first reason... Well, like... So the first two tandems, um, like, they go by so quick. And the first time, you don't really process what's going on. And so after that first jump, just by myself and... um, That felt really amazing, especially under canopy, even though I was, like, a little bit nervous about that part. But just being under canopy by yourself and being able to just have control and, yeah, just flying around.
0: So flying is commonly the first thing that brings people back, the thrill Mm -hmm. of flying, the peace, the calm, whatever. At some point, it turned into people for you as well. Yeah, for sure. When did the people aspect really launch for you?
2: Um, Probably halfway through the program. Um, I was coming out there consistently with my friend who was in the same ground school as I was with, uh, Sarah and you guys know Sarah, right? Or remember her? Dude, I'm trying
0: to remember her last name, but Savage. yeah. Thank you. Sarah yeah. Savage. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Me and her used to jump together all the time and Quitter. yeah. <laughs> Just quit her. You, you, uh,
0: halfway through ground school, mm-hmm. you connect with her, you connect with other friends. Yep. At some point, you get a bug that you really want to fly. I mean, you you uh, you kind of fast forward. You've got how much tunnel time total right now?
2: Uh, probably like between thirty and forty. 30, 40 hours. Yeah. Um. You have how many skydives? Uh, I'm kind of nervous to say. Why? <laughs> Just because uh, this weekend's coming up, and I'm pretty sure people are wanting to buy me.
0: Ah, nine hundred something.
2: Yeah, nine hundred ninety-five.
0: Nine ninety-five. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, fortunately...
2: You're going to get Biden now. You know this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, <just Probably. laughs> you brought this on yourself. And I think Cody has been keeping track of my jumps, too. Cody Printus. Yep.
0: Sweet, dude. Congratulations, man. Thank you. You're doing this uh, during Texas Angle Camp. Yep. Who was it who just did a thousand his thousands? Wasn't it Cody?
2: Uh, Larry Heck. Well, Cody also did his thousands a during, couple months ago.
0: During a uh, this big way camp. During one of Texas Angle Camps. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what Cody got his. Yeah, man. Cool. And cool. then, yeah. And recently, Larry Hack got his 1,000th, and during his first uh, state record, I believe in Orange. Yep.
0: Cool, man. Dude, it's you. have got all these numbers now. You've you've got this amount of tunnel time, and you've even actually been to the world record. And then part of what we'll do today is build up how you got on the world record attempts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's quite a journey. When did you realize that that level of flying and that level of uh, was your account was your goals? Mm-hmm.
2: So that whole first uh, couple months skydiving, Live Bigs came by, and I was there when uh they think they got the state record or sequential. It's like four years ago. Yeah, I'm eating Chipotle right now, just so <laughs> everybody knows. Um, yeah, I think they set a couple records. I could have. List. Yeah, it was um, a sixty-way state record.
1: Yep. Fifty-eight-way two-point sequential world record, mm-hmm. and like a thirty-four. 34-way, four-point sequential record or something nice. like that. I think that could have been the same time.
0: Yeah. So time out for one second. I uh, I get reminded every now and then by people, Nick, keep that close to you, uh, by people who listen to the show who avid skydivers. And mm-hmm. when, they, when you say a, what was it, a 34-point you said? Or 34-way? Something like that. Four-point sequential? I, if I'm remembering right. Okay. So let's say that's right. What's that mean?
1: So you got 34 people all upside down holding hands first point is one shape so the first formation has one shape to it and then a certain number of grips a certain number of hand holding has to quit <laughs> and then you have to re-grip somewhere else so it's a certain percentage of the formation that not everybody breaks but it's a certain percentage of the formation that has to release their grip and all of the grips have to be broken at the same time and then uh, complete the next formation before
0: the end of the jump so basically, it's a four-point skydive. That's the 30 34-way would point. be, yep, yeah. Yeah. four of those. It's um. It's amazing to watch the engineering to some of these. Yeah. So that's sure. when you realized you want to do this? Yep. Mm-hmm. So what did you say that was? How many years ago? Sorry. Four. Four years ago. Yeah. So at the very beginning, mm-hmm. you saw this as a goal. Yep, for sure. When, when you realized this was a goal, how many jumps did you have? Um,
2: probably around 60 jumps. So how did you yeah. realize
0: where to go with this idea?
2: Um, so shortly after that, the tunnels opened up in Houston. Um, the first one in Memorial, I think around February. And I didn't go initially just because I was still focused on uh, just... Basic, Jumping out of planes? Yeah, and basic belly flying. And uh, like every exit, I would swim. So I was like still...
1: Hang on, you touched on something we need to... Just pay a little more attention to it. You focus mm-hmm. on what when you started? <laughs>
2: huh?
1: You said that you focus on what when you started?
2: You said you focus on belly flying? Oh yeah, Basic belly flying. <laughs> tell, belly
1: skills. Tell me more about that.
2: Yeah, uh, I feel like everybody should first be like a really <laughs> proficient belly flyer before. But
1: you're telling me that
2: the guy who went from brand new skydiver to being on 200 ways
1: in just four years focused mm-hmm. a lot on belly skills before he became a good free flyer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> boom goes a dynamite
0: <laughs> don't drop that mic nick you're gonna break shit in here hey fucking speaking of dropping mics man uh sonic you know sonic from the ranch yeah talk to him on the phone today uh he's gonna do a gravity lab uh set with us in a hotel room at pia that sounds disgusting <laughs> it does dude i made it sound <laughs> as creepy as possible when i proposed it to him but we've been talking about doing that little gig at pia so i uh, meant to tell you earlier sonic Hopefully, we'll wear more than just his underwear. Uh, we'll come hang out. Is that with a
1: possibility? Us. Is he that
0: sort of fella? I man, am not a hundred percent sure. I've seen pictures of him that scare me.
1: Yeah, I haven't met him in real life. Have you?
0: Do yeah, he's super, super good guy. Super jovial, uh, really happy. He's he's one hell of a character, dude. I think you enjoy him.
1: Yeah, I've talked with him on the phone a bunch. Yeah, ordered so some helmets from him, some uh, couple jumpsuits.
0: Yeah, so you get his personality.
1: I thought he was. Uh, this is not meant to be an insult at all. I thought he was a lot younger than he was. <laughs> like I thought he was. I felt like I was talking to much more of a, a peer, you know? Yeah. You know, just broing down with this guy, talking about jumpsuits. And then Ori Cooper was sponsored by Tonefly by, uh, through the ranch. Yeah. And Ori was Skyping with him one day, and I recognized the voice. I heard Sonic's voice, and I was like, oh, shit, what's up? And I was like, oh, you're a man. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you were a child like me. A large man. But, uh, yeah, su- super kind fellow.
0: Dude, so, uh, yeah, side note. Sonic is going to hook up with us at PIA, so we'll do a little something with him, figure out what's going on. Um, Jimmy, now you know you want to do this. Mm -hmm. You did a lot of basic belly flying. That's where we got sidetracked by. Uh, At what point did you say, now it's time to start free flying, back Mm -hmm. flying? Where did you go next?
2: Um, So after about 100 jumps, I went into the tunnel finally. And, of course, that first one didn't go too well, like, (laughs) <laughs> Everybody always sinks down to the net or they have trouble getting stable their first time. Um, so Nick Redale was my uh, first yeah, instructor. Yeah. And so yeah. I was coaching with him for, like, I think two hours before he moved to the Woodlands. And then at that time, the Roan brothers came. And at first I had no clue who or what the Roan brothers were. And had my first session with them, and it just went really awesome. Uh, learn how to backfly.
0: I want to get back to your backfly in a second, but the mm-hmm. Roan brothers, a lot of people don't know who they are, yeah. um, just because a lot of people have a limited perspective review, and if they're not coming to your town, you, you don't know who these folks are right. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Who are the Roan brothers?
2: Uh, so the Roan brothers are brothers, and there's actually a third Roan brother that most people don't know about, but... Uh, they're basically world-class flyers, and they travel around the world to do uh, tunnel camps and coach people how to do anything.
0: You've, you've done a lot of coaching with them. Nick, have you done any coaching with Ben or Devin? Well, let me
2: tell you about Ben and
1: Devin. <laughs> <laughs> my first, uh, the first skydiving team I was on, Team Friendship,
2: That's, yeah. uh,
1: Ben Roan was on my team. We were buddies from Utah. And, uh, Devin, Devin and I started skydiving together. I have videos of us being terrible, terrible flyers. (laughs) And then, uh, they both got jobs at the tunnel and blew me out of the water real fast. But, but we competed, I think I've told the story before we competed at nationals. Ben had like 70 jumps or something like, uh, Ben did his hundredth jump at one of the live bigs events and it's ridiculous. He's out face carving around like two 10 way, not maybe they're not 10 way, but two big rounds. He's just doing this one man pylon race. Partying for his 100th jump.
0: I remember him being, showing up to these events here at Spaceland and looking at, like, you get two types of new, really awesome tunnel flyers uh, who jump big rigs. And Mm. one of them is is they're really awesome tunnel flyers who have the modesty to be that good so they understand their limitations under canopy and they're super respectful and they're learning and they're going to fucking progress badass. Then you got the guy who's like, man, I'm fucking badass. (laughs) I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And I remember watching them fly, and I don't remember who, which, which guys, which, but those giant ass rigs with these live bigs events and some of these big ways we've had around. It's it's fun to watch. Yeah. What's your coaching experience like with you? Do you prefer Ben or Devin? Can you is this like uh, Team Devin, and now you are going to make Ben have
2: you? <laughs> I don't even know if I should say anything. Oh, they no. could be watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got way better things to do right. with their time. <laughs> um, I feel like I fly with Ben better. Um. Because I think we uh, joke around more outside of the tunnel. Um,
0: how important do you think that? How important do you think that is to to have a good relationship with your coach outside the tunnel?
2: Uh, I think it's very important. Because um, when I first started learning, I would literally jump. I mean, uh, coach with a lot of different people mm-hmm. um, when the Ron brothers weren't around, so I would fly with one of the uh, local coaches. And yeah, it definitely shows. Um, like how well you get along with the coach outside of the tunnel mm-hmm. and how you perform um, while they're coaching you.
0: Body language means so much in any good relationship. And in the tunnel, it's even more important because we don't have that verbal exchange. Yep. And to be able to mm-hmm. read each other's mind, tone, body, right. mm-hmm. just just a, a posture, a stance. Um, Tex is a really good guy we've had on the show. Um, I think you do some coaching with him at yep. times um i can look at him and and just picture what he's just firmly telling me not to be a pussy about like i I could just feel his voice in my head i'm like okay i got you boss let's Mm. go i love the way he speaks to me because we get each other right locally do you have a uh right
2: now i'm actually flying with tex yep Yep. uh flew with him a lot the past two thirt Tuesdays
0: dude i've uh I had a buddy who's just getting back into flying, Brian Clark. You remember Brian? Yeah, yeah. We jumped with him uh, for an ash dive. Yeah, right? dude. So he had a back surgery a while back, testing mm-hmm. out of the limits of his back. And so we went and did 10 minutes of tunnel time just to see if he could fly for a while. And first of all, entertaining. Guy with 5,000, 8,000 jumps in seven mm-hmm. years out of the sport. I'm a little rusty, not horrible, but uh, he felt good so he, yes. he can fly. Um, Tex was in there coaching with some low-time skydivers. Yeah. Brian said, man, uh, I, I'd recommend to Tex and a couple other coaches. He's like, yeah, but he's probably just coaching all the high-level stuff. He's not got time for me. Man, Tex will make time for anybody who's truly interested in fucking flying. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think makes him such a good coach is he really doesn't care how you're flying or what level you're at. He cares that you care about flying, and yeah. that's he, he's passionate about flight, yeah. and that's what he wants. And if he can see you trying then yeah yep. just keep trying no matter how many times you fall <laughs> flat on your face he'll keep laughing at you but he yeah, will he'll celebrate with you, you. <laughs> <laughs> i love watching the videos of my friends getting something and watching Texan in the door celebrate with them every yep. fucking mm-hmm. time so you uh you span sidetrack you you start uh at 200 jumps you said you got in the tunnel 100 uh
2: around 100, around yep.
0: 100. you start back flying you start working with various coaches the Rones. Mm-hmm. How far does the tunnel get you in the sky? How far does the sky get you
2: in the tunnel? Right. Um, so I didn't take um, all of that into the sky right away. Like I was already um, sit flying and learning how to fly head down. But I still haven't uh, made like a sit jump, even though I knew I could Why do not? it in the tunnel. Um, just because I felt like I needed more improvement, uh, just belly flying in the sky. Um Yeah.
0: You, g- good enough, man. I'm good enough to go to my back in the sky. I'm mm-hmm. good enough to get in my sit in the yep. sky. Would you agree that you were good enough?
2: um yeah. Okay. But for like, but my that, personal then.
0: But that proves my point. Just because mm-hmm. you're good enough doesn't mean you should be there. Right. Is that what you're telling yep. me? Yep. Mm-hmm. So back to Nick's point, man. You focus so much on the fucking fundamentals. Yeah. And in four years, you were on the world record attempts. Yep. That's, it's just so cool to watch your journey, man. I don't know if you realize how much of a cheerleader you've had in us. Mm-hmm. I watched every fucking vertical elite camp when the ticket came out. I, I yeah. scanned for your. You're the first name I actually fucking looked for every single Thanks. time. Dude. Oh, dude, you're welcome, man. To watch your focus and your passion has been unique. So you get to the point you can fly on your head or mm-hmm. working on your head Yep. before you start free flying in the sky. Yep. What is it about your belly skills that needed to improve before you could allow that transition?
2: Um, Well, at that time, I was doing, like, a lot of chuckways And on a lot of the jumps, I would sink out or um, not get there. Or when I do get there, it's, like, a really hard dock. And so I wanted to, like, fly a lot more smoother, have more control. If I sink out, I know that I can for sure make it there or be comfortable in, like, a last diver slot and getting the, to the formation
0: it's so huge uh, to learn to control your speed you know one of the things new jumpers do regularly is they slow down too too late mm-hmm. so they sink past the formation they grab air they get big they come back up to the formation they go back to neutral too late and they overshoot yeah. and there's no real sense of coasting to that stop right. or they coast way too soon and never get there yeah um in, in these formations, how important has it been for you to learn to graduate that speed up higher and higher?
2: Um, very important. Um, just because, like, uh, in my personal experience, like I sometimes teach myself how to play instruments or just learning a new skill that you can't really skip uh, any steps. Because if you start skipping steps, um, when you get to, like, a more... Uh, like complicated skill Mm -hmm. um, you might not get it right away because you missed something at the early stages of learning it but
0: i'm gonna learn to play stairway to heaven right away Mm -hmm. man that's the first thing you learn on your guitar right (laughs) no you uh you said you're a musician um Mm -hmm. well well, man you keep you sidetrack me a couple times what do you play
2: uh i play the french horn um that's my main <laughs> why instrument. you laughing? i wear cat shirts and i play the french horn it's adorable <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you on the big bang theory no are, are you like the new cast member coming out <laughs> maybe
2: but yeah i play the french horn uh we, i'm currently in the houston pride band in and the houston what the houston pride band pride band okay yeah so it's like a lgbt uh houston band
0: at first i thought you said fire band <laughs> i'm like what the fuck's a fire band yeah
2: and uh, our first concert of the season is uh, in Saturday, on Saturday. It's our 40th anniversary concert, and we'll be playing at the Hobby Center. Damn. Yeah. Do you get nervous for that, for those musical performances? How does that compare to the nerves you get with skydiving? Um. I get way more nervous there just because, like, there's an audience watching you, and... Like they're listening, so any wrong note you play—that's funny. It's just a funny, like, just the contrast of the
1: the fears involved in skydiving mm-hmm. and the fears involved of, of being on stage. Of like, oh my god, they're looking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. So, how, how big of
2: an audience will you have at at this uh, event? Um, we're not sure yet, because it's our first time at the Hobby Center. Hobby we, Center. Yeah. So, like, the Hobby Center is um, a venue that has like a. A lot of like Broadway stuff, oh cool, like a bunch of like the bigger uh, performances. So you got a lot of seats to fill. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, and uh, Brian Renard and Maddie, or not Maddie, um, what's her name? Her mom's name, Maddie's mom, Angela. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So Brian and Angela bought tickets, so they'll be seeing me. Really? Yeah.
1: Man, I gotta find out where those tickets are.
0: I think it might be up to twenty five hundred people. Just a quick glance on the. on the phone? Are you doing but the research over there that I'm supposed to be doing over here? Ah, dude, it was just quick, man. And I, <laughs> c- I could be wrong. I could have totally found the wrong thing. So, I see you just have other bullshit going on on that bad computer. Um, how many people are in the orchestra?
2: Um, so it's not an orchestra. It's more of like. Um, so, like, an orchestra has, like, strings and violins. Uh We don't have any of that. Um, We're too good for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> None of you
0: string.
1: 3,150 yeah. is the capacity for the Hobby Center for the Performing Arts. So, nice. I
0: wonder what that 2,600 plus 500 was. Because it did say 2,600 plus 500. I oh. left out the
2: five. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you do the math. Yeah, we probably um, won't get that much. But. Um,
0: so, it's a band? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's all brass, or?
2: Um, brass and woodwinds and uh, percussion. Okay. So yeah, like any normal size high school band, it's probably what it can look like. How, how,
0: so how big is how many people are in this band then?
2: Um, maybe about thirty to forty. People? Man, you're
0: Asian. Can't you count? How <laughs> are you keeping track of people?
1: Yeah. What if like, hey, how how big was the jump you went on? Oh, thirty or forty.
2: I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm not sure. How many people <laughs> were on your last big way jump?
2: Uh, my last biggest way was probably two, one seventy one was the last one
0: well wait so you know exactly (laughs) how many people are there man but there's 30 to 40 people in your band well actually
2: i didn't count the camera flyers so (laughs) there was actually more
0: and you know more of their names don't you yeah (laughs) so didn't you play in an orchestra at some point recently
2: uh no was there Mm. something
0: like there was something come watch me play my french horn
2: oh yeah it was the same with like the houston private okay cool. so one of our older concerts
0: Okay. I remember I've seen it on Facebook before. You do, uh, these are typically on weekends, and, mm-hmm. you know, that whole skydiving thing sometimes bites, sometimes yeah. doesn't. So, um, so sorry, focusing, <laughs> you're focused, you want to get better at your belly skills. You mm-hmm. want to learn to approach formations. You finally start free flying in the sky. Yeah. How many jumps do you have when you
2: start free flying? Uh, I think about 150, 160, yeah. And how much tunnel time? Yeah. Um, let's see. Probably 10. Hours 10 time? hours of tunnel time of coaching. Yeah.
1: 150 jumps. Yeah. So a 10. little different than 26 jumps and no tunnel time. Yeah. For anyone listening that's <laughs> thinking about doing that.
0: Man, <laughs> dude, I started free flying when I had like 18 jumps or something I, like I that. did the same thing. You know and why? I don't recommend it. Yeah. There was <laughs> no
1: one to tell me not to. Yeah. Because it was like free flying was a pretty new thing. There wasn't a lot of people that knew how to teach it or not many people that were doing it well. And I was like, yeah, you got a, a license? Do it. Yeah, do whatever you want. But uh, if you look at the learning curve of people from... When did you start?
0: 97. I was just staring at your collar, man. 97. That's good looking. That's a, oh.
1: that's, that's a nice shirt. Make yeah, that collar pop. 97? Um, Is that what you said? Yeah. First jump? Yeah. So how long do you think it would take in 1997? Like, what was the learning curve like for someone to be... Flying head down with two hundred other people, how long? How long would that have taken?
0: Dude, something like nineteen ninety nine. There was a three point ten way, and that was a record. And that was, I mean, like they got cut down from a fourteen way just to get to a ten way. Ten way, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's different. <laughs> yeah, it's goddamn. It's grown a shitload. That ten hours of t- tunnel time, two hundred fifty yeah. jumps or one hundred fifty jumps. Yep. Now you're free flying in the sky. What are you doing on free fly jumps? Like are big groups, small groups, organi- What are you doing?
2: Um, there were initially like a maybe four or five ways, and we shouldn't have been doing four or five ways because like a bunch of like all of us were basically learning. So um, on sit sit fly jumps, it's like super easy to get sep- separated from everybody, especially if everybody's backsliding. Um, then uh Ben Nelson had stopped me. Well, I think grumpy I had <laughs> Yeah, Did cat. he frown at you? Uh yeah. So I th- came up to him and asked him for advice and he said you should probably stick to like smaller ways, two ways or um if it's three ways, make sure at least one of them knows how to sit fine like they're not going to backslide. And yeah.
0: It it's so important I hear People ask all the time where they want to do large group jumps. And even to this day, I'd rather go on a two- or a three-way than go on an Mm eight-way. And part of it is is because I suck. If I could go on an eight-way with people who could fly an eight-way pretty decent, like Nick, you're probably okay at it. Um, You'll accept that, won't you? I'll take it. I'll be okay. Okay, sweet. If I give any version of good, he'll be pissed at me. So (laughs) he'll he'll pout over there for the night. I won't pout. I'll just object. (laughs) So um, it might be more fun. But Mm -hmm. how important was that transition from five ways
2: to, like, two and three ways? Um, how much did your learning curve change? A lot. Um, so, like, on the five ways, is it was basically don't, we don't know if we're backsliding or who's backsliding, and you're just spending the whole jump just trying to get to a person. Yeah, but as far as accomplishments on, on a, a jump, right? Like, yeah, how like much better does it feel to have one dock on a two-way
3: yeah, than way to way have better.
2: nobody touch each other on that five-way? Yeah. 10 times better. Like, oh, man. Like when a jump goes to plan, it's the best feeling. Have
0: a plan. Plan the dive and dive yeah. the plan. Man, I said it in the right order. <laughs> it's been, my brain has been broken the last few <laughs> days. It, it's, uh, it, it's broken tonight. Um, having a plan, it, it's so important. Yeah. I, I actually just spent the last two or three days writing PowerPoint crap and one of them's Canopy uh, course material. And one of the things I emphasize is always have a target. If you always have a target, you're going to get good at accuracy. If you always have a target, you'll feel comfortable landing somewhere else mm-hmm. than where you need to land. Right. In free flying and belly flying, you've had a target the entire time. Yep. Have you had a way to substantiate these goals? Have you written them down? Your poster. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, what what, did, what have you done to substantiate these goals or put them in front of you? Um. Jimmy has a vision board. Okay, <laughs> bring it.
1: I, I actually, so I asked Jimmy this question when he <laughs> spoke at the um, Next Step event at Spaceland last yeah. week, because I I really like to understand successful people's methods, you know, of like, hey, you're obviously someone who's figured out how to achieve things, yep. and some people achieve things on accident, because they just keep, like, uh, the first person that comes to mind is Nick Reyes. I don't know if anyone knows Nick Reyes, but he's just, he was a guest on the show, right? Yeah. I don't know what episode, I'll look it up, but... Um, He's just someone who learns so quickly and so instinctively that Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like he's ever like he didn't start with really clear goals in mind. He was just learning super fast. But I can, to me, I thought that you would have goals, right? That you would like that you would write it down or that you would
2: uh, have it someplace. Yeah, you seem like
0: somebody who's worked for it. Where where did you get
1: the
2: idea for a vision board? So I have a confession. I actually don't have a vision board. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
1: You piece of shit. You lied to me.
2: <laughs> I was so nervous at that presentation. And you asked me that. <laughs> and I could not think of anything in a vision board game. That's beautiful, dude. <laughs> you know you know what I heard of uh, vision
1: boards is the movie The Secret. Did you yes. see that? Yes. Yeah, I heard of vision boards and The Secret. So,
0: wait a minute. Did You did a seminar a week ago, yeah. And in the seminar, you told everybody
2: you have a vision right, board with naked guys. That's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, yeah, that was a pretty bad presentation. But do you do you, you were,
1: what? That was great. No. You you were the only. Pr- I was editing all day. Yeah, I came for the very beginning, and I was at I was on this computer that I'm sitting in front of right now for hours, and I don't remember who made the announcement, but I heard that you were talking. Yeah, and I got up and I watched <laughs> the whole thing, and it was great. You did great.
2: Oh, thanks. Yeah, I was stumbling through that because every time I would look over at the crowd, like everybody's just staring at you.
1: Well, lots of people are listening to this Dude. right now.
2: Yeah, there's there's like
0: yeah. one, maybe <laughs> and they're two. all naked at home doing <laughs> creepy stuff
3: with their cats. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa!
1: Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, the, give me the unbullshit version. How do you uh, how do you keep track of your goals?
2: Um, so like when I have a goal in mind, I kind of obsess over it. Like I will watch videos all the time. Um, so like for the world record, uh, I was watching last year's uh, compilation of the actual record and it had like really good motivational music and um, all the <laughs> organizers uh, talking in that video on um, the mechanics of the uh, record and yeah.
0: <laughs> what, why did you just look at Nick and go blank? <laughs> Are
1: know. you waiting for me to like
2: judge you right now? What's
0: happening? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I feel what? like if I make eye contact with Jimmy, he freezes, but if I don't look at him, he'll keep going. Have you noticed this?
1: <laughs> no, but I'm going to start noticing it now, and yeah. I bet so does he.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Super, super. <laughs> hey, that scotch really helps make you comfortable. Can yeah. me some? Okay. You're welcome to. There's a glass That's right
1: there. That's not true. Dr. Zevia. This is what really helps. This is the real shit. Mm. Yep. So there's have y- a sip of that? You want this? <laughs> no, there's I'm another kidding. one in the fridge right behind you. Kidding. You want my... <laughs> yeah, I want yours. <laughs> you want soda with a Stevia aftertaste and... No sugar? That's your stuff. It
0: works, man. It does a thing.
2: Yeah, I thought.
1: So, so do, do you or do you not write these goals down?
2: Uh, I do not write any goals down. You just hold them in your head? Yeah. That's um, cool. So, like, I think a lot about um, everything. And so every day I would watch these videos and just try to mo- motivate myself to that because I'm more like a visual learner.
0: How specific are the goals when you set them in front of you? Are you saying, I want to be on a big way
2: one day, or did you say, I want to be on the world record um, head down attempt? It was initially I wanted to be on Live Bigs. Okay. Like, I want to get invited to one of those. And so, like, they do, like, a lot of, like, head-down flying, and so I, th- I guess, like, that go kind of also correlated with the whole world record. Mm-hmm. And... I, it's
0: so many new jumpers. They say, I don't know what my goals are. I don't know where to go. And I think that was your problem. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, this is the biggest goal I can see in front of me right now. Yeah. And it's okay that's your biggest goal. Go for it. And when you get there, you'll have a greater vision. Right. So really it was that, that layering, that that getting to live bigs that brought to you that rest of
2: it. Mm-hmm. When did you s- decide world record is my goal? I um, think last year. Um, So I had my very first head down camp with Tom Johnson uh, at Mm SpaceLand. I think that was, yeah, a little over a year ago. And at that point, um, I was like flying shelf only and had no idea about big way stuff. So like on a big way, uh, how formations work is uh, you have the base, Mm -hmm. which is the core. And then from the base, you have your first stingers. And uh, those are the people uh, stinging on with one hand. And then from that, you have second stingers, um, who are basically, of course, just uh, docking on the person who are the first stingers. And then you have a pod closer. So a whole pod is basically a five-person um, formation.
0: A five-way round, basically. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And so yeah. Uh, it ends in a pot closer, and each position has different grips. You have to take um, either overhand or underhand, and yeah. So
0: it's Nick. What are you doing over there?
1: He I just pulled up footage from the 164-way world record.
0: When was that?
1: Gosh, must have been two years
0: or three years ago. Let me look. And oh. that's some of the footage you probably watched mm-hmm. to to push yourself. Yeah.
2: I think it was um, three years ago, yeah.
0: Man, you, you bring up several things there, and I'm trying to oh shelf. One of the things you first said is is you you were only flying shelf at that point. Yeah. And my guess is is you're gonna you're gonna have to learn to fly Daffy a little bit more just right. to close. So, a what does shelf mean? And so, B why change? Well, so, let
1: me interrupt and say yeah. July uh, 2015 before I don't give you that answer. It was 164 away July 31st,
2: 2015. So three mm-hmm. years. Yep. So flying shelf head down. Um, basically means you're flying with both arms in front of you and your legs are bent at a 90. So if you're just
0: watching this picture, Jimmy held his arms up like he's a zombie, like he's straight up about to come and eat my face. And then your legs are bent, uh, bent backwards at a 90 at the knee. And basically you're hanging like an elf on a shelf from your calf. And if you have an elf on your shelf, I'm going to punch your children. (laughs) Do you have an elf on a shelf, Jimmy? No. Christmas time is coming, and they're already making fucking big deals about it, and I hate that crap. Yeah, Not I Christmas. Christmas. I like Christmas, dude. I used to hate Christmas. <laughs> and I now like it. Because that's related to skydiving. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, shelf. fucking yeah. yeah.
1: elf on a shelf. Uh, Christmas is coming. Why did we go Back- from shelf to daffy well, now?
2: Um, so is that what you're going to... <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. I thought you were going to ask, why did we go from shelves to elves? I thought that's really what you
2: were going to say, <laughs> but you saved it. So yeah, I started drinking early Keep tonight. on, keep on, keep it on. <laughs> So, uh, flying Daffy gives you a more stable position. So, in the Daffy position, you have one leg in front of you, one leg behind you, and both of your arms are at your sides and not directly in front of you. Do you know why they call it Daffy? I do not. Do you know why they call it Daffy, Mr. Nick? Gosh, I don't think so.
0: Daffy Duck. Remember Daffy Duck? Yeah. Remember he would jump up and kick one leg forward and one leg back? (laughs) I can't make the noise. I mean, really?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to find a video of yeah. that after I'm yeah. done watching this. Uh, Look it up, line. man.
0: I, you know, I could be completely wrong, but in the late '90s, that's what we were told is why they call it Daffy. Mm-hmm. So it makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, why is Daffy? So why go from shelf to Daffy in a
2: formation? Um, so you mainly want to fly Daffy in a formation just because um, there's a lot of people in your space, and if they take any air away from you behind you. If they take the air behind you and you're flying shelf, then uh, they're going to take both of your legs from under you and you'll cork out.
0: So if I'm behind you, basically my arms
2: are taking out your legs. Or like your whole burble. Yeah. yeah. So, y-
0: y- and, and you're taking out the person in front of you mm. and you're taking that, okay.
2: Yeah, so not not so much as like making body contact, uh-huh. but more so like just b- getting burbled from behind Um, if you're flying shelf, then... um. When
0: you learned in the tunnel to fly on your head, you mm-hmm. learned static or dynamic?
2: Uh, I learned everything static. And first. Well, with the Roan brothers, they kind of uh, mixed it throughout everything. So like while we were back in sit flying, they would introduce carving. And so the, it would slowly build up to dynamic in the end. Man, I need to save some fucking money and spend time with those boys. I'm just... yeah. If they come back to Houston. <laughs> are they not coming back to Houston any uh, They soon? haven't been in a Long while, yeah. Well, maybe I just need you to coach me, Mr. Jimmy. Wynn. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, so Daffy, the uh, <laughs> next over there, finding Daffy Duck jumping up and down. <laughs> um, it, it's a uh, fly, flying Daffy is mm-hmm. now what you switch to. God, I
1: hope this ends up as the thumbnail for this episode so badly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do people today learn in the tunnel more flying shelf? Still, I. So it's, it's almost like I don't see shelf in the sky anymore mm-hmm. as much anymore.
2: Um, I think people still learn the shelf Uh um just because you get up off the net a lot faster and it's a much easier position to learn and yeah
0: is do you find that true nick that most people find it easier to get off the net shelf first uh
2: i learned daffy first so
1: i i don't know i guess it just depends on i i really think whichever way you stick with is what you learn first yeah because uh, I I've heard this exact opposite about Daffy flying. Of, hey, we use Daffy first because it's easier. Then we'll teach you shelf. Mm. And you're saying the exact opposite. Yeah. And well, for you, it feels like the easier position. Right. But for me, Daffy feels like the easier position because yeah. I learned that first. So.
2: Right. Well, I did learn um, – well, not learn it, but they started me on the net in the Daffy position. And uh, that was with the Roan brothers. And when they weren't here, I would fly with another coach, and he uh, – We'll Took you on the shelf. Took me to shelf, and right away I got off the net and was um, somewhat stable. So the next time I flew with Ron Brothers again, I was like, hey, um, someone taught me how to fly a shelf. And, yeah. and they just worked with you on that? Yep. So, so they just went with that since I was uh, off the net already. Yeah.
0: One thing I commonly wonder is, is in that progress did you get off the net because Shelf worked better for you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Or did you get off the net because your skill set and understanding of where you were at was grown and either technique would have happened? And, and that answer can mm-hmm. be different for everybody.
2: Yeah. Um, I got off net just because it was an easier position for yeah. me. Yep. You
0: don't think if you were still in Daffy, it still would have happened in the same time frame?
2: It w- no, it would have Yeah, definitely taken me longer. Okay.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of people who it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of time. Excuse me. But the thing that's really interesting, the Roans said, oh, okay, so you're doing it this way, not the way we're teaching you. Yep. And they realized what worked best for you mm-hmm. and adapted to your learning techniques.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I
0: think mm-hmm. it's so important, man. It's
2: Excuse me.
0: You dying one- over there? I am, man. You want me to take over? Yeah.
1: You want to hear some embarrassing stories about these guys? Because I have them. Uh, yeah, Tex, I <laughs>
0: Tex has really gotten good at, <clears throat> at knowing when people learn differently and speaking to them in a way that works for them, right. but still keeping his style. Yeah. He'll never lose his style. The Rome brothers, I keep hearing conversations like this where they teach a certain way, a mm-hmm. certain style, but if something else works for you, they just roll with it. Yeah. How, uh, how important is that for you and a coach?
2: um i kind of see it both ways yeah um like if the coach knew that my goal was to get on a world record then he'll probably um suggest me to fly more shelf i mean uh, daffy okay yeah so i think it depends on your goals and yeah however That's the coach can get you there
0: so definitely being upfront with a coach with mm-hmm. what your goals are Yep. One of the first things when people come to me for canopy coaching, one of the first times I ever sit with them, I want to know a few things. What's your long-term goal? I don't care how lofty it is. It could Mm -hmm. be to be a world record holder. Um, What is your uh, year goal and what is your today goal? What do you want to accomplish in today's session of coaching Mm -hmm. uh, to get yourself in a direction from a year from now? And that is is his overall goal. Have you thought in those levels, short, mid, long-term?
2: Not really, no. No, Mm-mm. man, you're giving me nothing here. <laughs> you just
1: Jimmy's just, just too it. fucking good at stuff. It's obnoxious. Yeah. No, I no, I didn't think about it. Just all of a sudden, I was on a fucking world record. <laughs> it
0: again. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's more. He's, he's a lot like you. You just get a goal in mind and you just work hard at it. You just go. Where me, I have to be organized. If mm-hmm. I'm not organized, I'm not structured, and I don't have achievements. That that's the gamer in me, chasing stats. If everything has a statistic and achievement to it Mm that I can recognize, nobody else has to see it but me. I can say, oh, look, the game's 98% finished. Yay. It makes me feel better. Do you ever see those numbers in games? No. No? So it's really just get out there and know I want to be on a world record. Yeah. So eventually you get to the vertical elite. What is the vertical elite? And was that the right order of words? Yes. The elite vertical? Vertical elite? No, No, you were right. Sweet. I looked it up wrong earlier (laughs) this week. How did you find out about this group? What is this group?
2: Um, so the vertical elite is a group, group of uh, hand-selected people who get to um, break, get to do jumps that uh, try to break records, world records.
0: So, um, man, P three is Performance Paris Plus. They're a camp for uh, big ways. The world team. I was trying to think of that. The world team is one of those kind of camps uh, or groups of people. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're on the world team, chances are you're getting invited to anything that's at the world level. The Vertical Elite is kind of the same thing. It's it's the vertical version of, if, mm-hmm. hey, if there's a world record and you're part of the Vertical Elite, by default, you're going to be there. Yep. They did uh, something very different this year, and, and they were very formal in their training camps. They've actually been pretty formal over the years, but they even kept it under the same name and, and took the whole team that way. It mm-hmm. seems like Big Way is more and more structured. Did you attend any belly Big Way camps
2: um, as a new jumper? I did not. Um
0: I'd be super curious to hear your comparison of like P3 to the vertical elite camps.
2: Um, I first heard about P3 at my first boogie I went to, which was the rainbow boogie. Um, They had it at Paris and um, they were telling us about the uh, P3. And um, at that time, at that boogie, it was also my first uh, formation load. Uh, Two plane shot uh, trying to do a gateway. (laughs) (laughs) How fun
1: is that to say? Doing gay ways. Yeah. Trying to
0: do a gay way.
1: It's <laughs> yeah, Just the way you,
3: you say it.
0: How many? Uh, I actually remember the skydive. Dude, no joke since you started skydiving. You've mm. been a character to watch. You actually, I've actually paid attention to you the whole time. <laughs> it's been fun to see you chase and achieve. You, Some people stand out right away yeah. in a bad way. Right. And you really, as a new jumper, don't want to stand out. You really, really don't.
2: Other than a... Uh, Landing on the windsock. Yeah,
0: Jimmy windsock. I <laughs> said, man, love it. You were one of the few jumpers who stood out right away in a very like, man, this i want, this kid's going someplace. You were on fire. Um, you really enjoyed it. You went, you, went, uh, you went to the first vertical elite camp this year. Yes. Where was that at?
2: Um, so the tryouts were <laughs> the tryout for the vertical elites were in Florida and um, Arizona. And also the very last one in Chicago. But the actual uh, world record attempts were um, in Chicago. So you went to how many of the vertical elite camps? Uh, I went to about... I went to three.
0: Three. And how many were there total in the U.S.? Total in the U.S.? Five. Five? Yeah. I think. And each time, you're you're, you're primarily there to learn. Mm-hmm. You, you don't care. Well, you do care ultimately if you get on the... On the record attempt, but your biggest care is am I learning and progressing in each one of these camps?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, so going into the first camp, I didn't really think I like was going to get it or anything. Okay. Um, I was just basically trying to gauge uh, where my skills are at compared to other people that are also at these camps. So it was kind of like a test the waters type of thing, even though I wasn't expecting a good result.
0: And where did you find yourself in, the, in that pack of people?
2: Middle, high, low? Um, I felt like I was definitely in the upper half. Because nice. also, like, a lot of people go to these camps to also learn. Like, they're not interested in getting a invite to the record. Like, they're just there to improve their own flying okay. um, as well.
0: How many, what percentage of those people would you say were there just, just to learn, not to get on the record?
2: Um, probably like 15, 15%. Yeah. 15,
0: 20%. And do you feel like that takes away from it from, so a lot of people say, I want to go do these things, but I don't want to be there because they're intimidated. They're Mm -hmm. not good enough. Yeah. Do you really feel it takes away from your process or do you still have things you're learning and working on?
2: Um, I feel like it takes away if they like hit you. Yeah. Uh, Have you been taken out? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have. Um, Yeah.
0: You have to say any names, what, but what happened?
2: Uh, it was in Florida. I don't even know who that guy was. Um, so it was a two-plane shot, and me and him were coming from a troll plane. So the the base leads from a lead plane, and then there's a plane behind following. So we came from the plane behind, and the planes were kind of far apart. So right on exit, we were just hauling butt over there. And when I got there, um, in the video, you see me about to, like, grabbed the dock and in comes a guy behind me just shoves me because he, uh, I guess was also hauling butt, but couldn't efficiently like slow down. He couldn't stop. He he couldn't stop. So he used (laughs) me to stop.
0: So his reaching out was bracing for impact.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And so if you do like a slow-mo, it literally looks like he's like pushing me. (laughs) Like no. Yeah.
0: Oh man. How, how bad did that end?
2: Um, not, not bad actually um it didn't hurt or anything i guess it's kind of like a when you're in a car accident like if you see it coming you're tensing up and Mm -hmm. uh you're probably going to get more injured whereas if you're not expecting anybody and you're really relaxed um you might have less injuries did he take Mm -hmm. you
0: out at all did you stay in the formation yeah he
2: took me out um i corked out um and right away went into like a standing position and then uh Got down to the formation and yeah, like I didn't get the dock, but he took me out, but not completely because I yeah yeah. Got so you recovered? Recovered? Yeah.
0: He took you out, but he didn't take you out of the skydive. Yeah. Took you out of the formation. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> recovery. What's you? You're on your head at this point. Yeah. What's your immediate recovery position? What What position did you go to first?
2: Uh, like a stand. Like a stand? Um, just because with head down flying, it's a lot faster than sit flying. Uh-huh. So if you cork out and just like go into your normal sit position, you're probably going to end up floating still. So I immediately switched to a stand position where I'm going a lot faster and can still try to stay with the formation.
0: Why not stay on your head?
2: Um, good point. Uh, good point. Because uh, at that point, I'm not that good on my head yet, so.
0: You you felt stronger. You felt like that was your fastest approach. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
2: like, I was more stable in my stand.
0: Okay. That's fair. It's, yeah. it's, it's an easy answer. I just I was curious. Um, You went to each one of these in the first one. You didn't think you were going to, you're like, I don't really have a chance of making it mm-hmm. right now as much as I need to find out where I'm at. Yeah. Now, do you realize on the second uh, camp you go to, like, I can actually make it?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so after the first one, I it was organized by Sarah Curtis and Amy Chimiliki. Uh-huh. and afterwards I sent them both an email, just asking for advice and if they had any uh, critiques. Yeah. Um, if I could do anything better, and they responded with like really good input, and Sarah had mentioned that I came super close to getting picked. And uh, shortly after that, I found out from someone who was working with the coaches um, or the organizers of that camp that I was, like, one or two pers- persons away from actually getting picked.
0: How does that make you feel when you find find this out?
2: Amazing. Yeah? Mm-hmm.
0: It's, so far tonight, this is the biggest I've seen you smile. <laughs> Suddenly, Jimmy's turning it on, and, and you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, now, now you realize this is a goal. This
2: is a possibility. Yeah, right? that it, it's actually possible. Because, uh, yeah, just going in to that first camp, I was not expecting much.
0: What did that do to fuel your tank? What did that do to rejuvenate you?
2: Um, so right away, I sent text a message because uh, I was also like messaging him throughout the whole experience, um, just asking him for advice day by day. Like at the end of every day, I would send him a couple videos, like hey what can i improve on or what should i do better and he'll respond with like well you need to be more aggressive and faster and yeah
0: i I love that about tex it's if you if you're hiring a good coach he's not coaching you Mm -hmm. for a session he's coaching you for a time yeah you know you sit down with him you have a good coaching session and you're able to sit down and pass and say hey i'm doing this right now where am i at hey check out this video real quick Mm -hmm. um canopy coaching people i coach regularly will do hop and pops on loads i'm working video on already and mm-hmm. i'll catch your landing and just in passing this is what you can do better yeah it's so awesome to hear you reached out to the organizers that you reach out to text and you're just reporting to people and not really reporting you're requesting information yep. mm-hmm. like what can i do better right have you gotten that feedback yet yourself have you had new jumpers now come to you asking you what they can do what they
2: need to do better yeah uh quite a lot actually yeah yeah
0: why do you think they're coming to you
2: um i'm not sure i guess i don't know i i guess i'm like an approachable person very friendly yeah and uh, at the drop zone i do tend to jump with a few of the newer jumpers um so sometimes i would like do a belly jump with a new jumper
0: you get around. That's it. That's all yeah. there's to it. You get around. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's It's all true, man. You're super friendly. You're super approachable. You're really nice. Uh, you're very happy. You smile a lot, so it's very easy for somebody to come say hi to you, but mm-hmm. you'll come asked to be on jumpers, on jumps. It's. It's yeah. The film festival, we'll talk about in a minute, but one of the things that stood out about your video is that it had probably the broadest range of flying on it of anybody's video, yeah from the newest jumpers out there flailing and having a good time to the most experienced guys out there shredding right. and everything in between. Um, you'll jump with anybody. Yep. How does it feel to, to know that they're coming to you now as a source of information?
2: Um, it feels good, but also, uh, like, I don't want to say the wrong thing sometimes. Yeah. But, um, like, lying about a vision board, for example. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome busted. <laughs> i was nervous
1: that's hilarious i'm so that's even better than the answer being genuine yeah it's even better
0: <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to inspire people so you made up some bullshit right it's the perfect like definition of a con man <laughs> so yeah I, I don't think
1: honestly, honestly i don't think there's anything wrong with saying i don't know yeah i don't know someone comes and asks you advice and you don't know say, shit man i don't know but you know who probably does Text or whoever, yeah, whoever, yeah. whoever you're going to share the burden with.
2: Yeah. Well, but at the lecture, it felt a lot of pressure to say something. I don't know. You could have just been honest and shared what,
1: what
0: was real. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. You fucking liar. <laughs> yeah. Don't make shit up as you go along. To <laughs> me. Come
2: on. I'm actually making everything up. You don't need friends. You don't need friends that yeah. bad. Yeah. You have Sarah. Sarah Savage. Sarah Where <laughs> is she at? Um, I think she's currently living in downtown with her... Uh, Fiance. Is she, she ever sure going to jump again? I don't think so. She sold her rig and she has a baby now. Cute little baby.
0: Domestic life got her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the domestic. Hair. Are you, man? No.
0: you going to have kids? Probably never. Man, kids make you stop skydiving, dude. Yeah, I don't I do bet. it, man. It's, it's kids are skydiving. Um, Unless they got it, and I don't really believe that, man. It's, it's. I just don't want kids. Yeah. So, <laughs> just my, my two cents. Um, yeah,
1: you, you mentioned, uh, you described yourself before as a, as a non-breeder. <laughs>
0: I've gotten right? in trouble for saying and it and that, and people way. have taken offense to this. Yeah. Is, is this right? Um, one of my wife's friends got really pissed that I, at this point, now I'm referring to women as breeders. Like, we're non-breeders. It's a joke. And this chick gets upset at me. She is not happy because I'm referring to a woman as a breeder. As if that's what we all are just forced to have your babies. I'm like, that is absolutely not what I saw it as. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I don't want her to have kids, so it's the opposite. So, yeah. um, Is that a thing in the gay
1: community? Referring to people... Who are straight as breeders, I believe. No. I, okay. All
0: right. <laughs> I Where did we have I've this conversation I, I, You know, we had the drop zone somewhere. Someone else brought it up. I get so lost to what conversation I've had with Nick Where? Mm-hmm. It's hard
1: to know what shit we've said publicly already <laughs> that someone else has heard. And, uh, yeah,
0: it's, it's odd. Hey, even before we turn the mics on tonight, he's been focused behind the computer. Yeah. Usually he sits here with his bullshit powwow. Yeah. And the things he says that we cannot like. Did we talk about this already? Because we said it on a mic. I feel comfortable that we said it publicly, so I can now say things. But I don't think I should repeat what you said about your girlfriend.
1: What? That she's a tiny dumb idiot. That's the worst I ever say. Yeah, that's true. So and that's all endearing. <laughs> yeah. And she's tiny. And she's dumb. She's an idiot. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um. No. That. But that's that just means that I love her.
0: Dude, was like, watching her like, reaction is hey, the best.
1: Like with Skydivers and say, hey, asshole. It's like,
0: yeah, you're all right. <laughs> I like you. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: So you now realize you've got this chance to get on the world record. You realize it's real. You realize the yep. stream is, is possible. The mm-hmm. second camp is when you go to knowing this can happen. Yes. And the second camp, w- at the end of the camp, are you expecting an invite?
2: No. Why not? Um, just because it went totally different from the first camp. It was a... Uh, New organizer, and that person didn't know me, didn't know what I could do. And I guess just by looking, or, like, by appearances, didn't look like oh, I was, like, a strong flyer. So he mainly kept me, uh, like, last diving at the back edge of the formations.
0: So basically, not by watching your flying, but by walking up and looking at this little Asian dude. That's how it felt like. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm going to pick you last on the kickball team, son. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... That camp doesn't go the best. Yep. How much did you learn?
2: Um, I learned a lot. um, Mainly about... So, at these uh, camps, um, you're basically trying to get in front of these organizers and showing them everything you've got. And there are certain positions on these formations that we're doing at these camps that you want to be in. So... If I want to get seen by a coach, I want to be in a slot that's across from him on the formation. and um,
0: You want him staring straight at your right. face.
2: <laughs> and, yeah, you don't want to be, like, behind him or, like, anywhere on the edge of a formation because usually at these camps, the further back you are from the outside of the formation, the less likely you're going to be taking a dock because... It um, doesn't build. It doesn't build, yep. And so I learned at these camps that it can get very aggressive because, like... Um, when an organizer, or when one of the organizers come and we dirt dive, um, we're not assigned any slots yet, until he says, "All right, pick up grips." And at that point, everybody's running around trying to grab the grips they want. And before going into these camps, I didn't know that, um, like, you need it to be in a certain position if you want to get noticed. I was just like okay like you guys pick whatever slot you want and I'll just get what's left. Ah. And so I learned to be more aggressive. So like if an organizer is standing somewhere, he's normally line of flight. So you know which part of the formation he's going to be on. Yeah. And so like if you're good with the left hand or a right hand, you would be in that spot in relation to where he is on the dirt dive. So if he's So me and my friend Jasmine who's gone through this with me, Jasmine Martinez um, so at every camp we would stand right next to each other cause she was good with her left hand and I was good with my right hand. So we would always like stand right next to each other and like try to block people from getting our slots. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's fucking
1: teamwork. You guys had an alliance.
0: That's great. Yeah, You just wanted to hold hands with a girl. Right. You can admit it. It's okay. <laughs> um, so, you want to be... I, I didn't realize all these little politics were going into it. Oh, yeah. There's lots of politics. So you said you uh, you had to learn to be aggressive. And, and you were talking emotionally at this point as far, far as you e- needed to put yourself where you wanted to be. You had right. to make be yourself seem. Yep. How important was being selfish to get your goals, to um, accomplish your goals?
2: To get on the circuit, I felt like you had to be pretty selfish. Because um, think at the bench jumps, Um, so like the few days before the actual record, uh, I flew in, and a bunch of people were there, and we did warm-up jumps. And so it was like a mixed group of people who already got their record invites and the people who are still on the bench and still trying to um, show that they can fly. And so I had this slot on the Dirt Dive, and one of my friends um, who got a record invite had asked me, hey do you mind uh, letting me have your slot? Because this is my slot on the formation, and I need to practice it. And then in my head, I'm thinking, well, I i don't even have an invite. I need all the practice that I can get. And so like, I had to say no. And yeah, I hate saying no. <laughs> Dude,
0: I don't actually. This uh, this amazes me because you're such a nice fella. Mm-hmm. To hear that you stood up for yourself and that you like, no, this I'm earning this slot right, right here. This is mine to take. Yeah, good for you, dude. That's fucking badass.
2: Yeah, I felt terrible, but yeah, it had to be done.
0: There's there's two different types. Of, there's so many types of selfish, but I immediately think about people who are doing what you're doing now, and there's two different types of selfish uh, motives, and one of them is for glory. Mm-hmm. And one of them is for accomplishment and recognition of hard work. And, you know, if anybody hears that you're being selfish, it's for the accomplishment and recognition of hard work. And it's the rec- really, you don't care about the recognition of hard work except for to accomplish your goals. Right. So definitely realize just because you're being selfish, it's not a bad thing. It's not a glory thing. You're, you're, you're the last person I've ever seen to be a glory hound, mm-hmm. unless it's about kitty cat fucking clothes. <laughs> you got kitty cat fucking socks on. You have a skull t-shirt on which kind of blew my mind cuz it's very out of your personality yeah. until I noticed it was all kitty cats. <laughs> so, do you have a kitty cat tattooed on your body somewhere? I do not. I yet.
2: Am, I am <laughs> shocked.
0: I am actually really shocked that there's no cat. <laughs> have you not thought of this?
3: Uh,
2: yeah, I don't know. I haven't actually thought of a cat tattoo yet. Yeah, I think
0: Bobby McCormick's getting a call. Yeah. yeah. So, on the second record, you don't, or the second camp, you don't make it. You mm-hmm. know it's not going to happen. Right. The third camp, that's the camp that you say, no, I'm going to take the slot. Yeah. And at the end of that camp, before their judgment's been made, before they decide who gets the invite, how mm-hmm. do you feel?
2: Um, I felt really amazing up until the very last jump. So, like, every jump went perfect. And the very last jump, I overfloated. Um, and, yeah, after that, like, so, overfloating is when um, you're jumping out before the base and you're floating up towards it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest no no on these big ways is that you don't overtake it and go past the base. And when you do that, you can um, really travel some ground and smack into someone that's Coming on the down. opposite side diving. Ah. So, that's like the biggest no of big ways is like no, uh, what they call it is flying. So, you're floater, and then you turn into a diver. I mean,
0: so you're, you're floating. How f- much sooner are you leaving before the base?
2: Um, I think on that jump, so we had back-to-back jumps of the same. Uh-huh. So every two jumps were the same. And that was the second time that we did this jump. And the first time, it was like a longer wait. So the timing was a little bit uh, longer. Okay. So on the second jump, I was anticipating that same thing. Just a longer... Was this
0: like a second, th- th- three or four seconds?
2: Um, Floating up to it, probably about four seconds. Okay. Yeah. And so I was thinking the same thing on the next jump is going to be a bit of a uh, float. So I was trying to be more aggressive and get there faster. And on so the second jump jumped out, just already in that position to do a bit really hard float and overtook it. Dude, one of the first things we talked about
0: is you were really—you said it was really important that you worked on your belly skills. Mm-hmm. That you were having problems on chuck ways. That you would go down to the formation and overshoot it. That you would come up to the formation and overshoot it. Mm-hmm. And we talked about not being able to time your coast. You know, driving strong enough, hard enough, fast enough, right. slowing down soon enough, and hitting the brakes properly, not to pass your slot yep. vertically. Now, full circle. Here you at world record attempts. Mm-hmm. And this is still a problem that you're chasing. Yep. Man, it's so important that you learn these skills, right? Because if you had not learned them on belly jumps, how much worse would you of an error would you have made on this big way?
2: Uh, yeah, probably could have collided with someone.
0: And and that's gonna be a that's gonna be a rough day. Yeah. Um. So you realize at the end of this camp, you're probably not gonna get an invite, or do you think there's a chance?
2: Um. So at that last camp, it was they call it like the last chance tryout. Mm-hmm. So um i hear i also heard like a lot of the uh, really experienced good guys um tend to go to these like they wait till the last minute oh i'm good i'm just gonna do this one camp and get my uh, invite so there's like a lot of shredders there and um just by watching everyone's flying um it was pretty obvious and i felt like i had a really good chance um just because um it was like one mistake and I was pretty for the most part consistent on the previous ones.
0: And so at this point you decide, man, I'm 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 not I'm not on the record. I'm going to go to the record attempt anyways and mm-hmm. sit on the bench. I'm going to go do uh How how big was the formation? How big was the bench?
2: Um the bench, I think it had about 30 people.
0: So you guys are probably doing 30 ways during? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you decide I'm going to go to the attempt. I'm going to go sit the bench. You're going to go learn more while Mm -hmm. you're there.
2: Uh, Initially, I was second second guessing it um, because I was talking to two friends who were previously on the bench at the last world record, and they said that they never got caught up. And even though they were promised like, uh, oh, we go through the bench, like we'll rotate through the bench a bunch of times, but they told me from their experience, that they never got caught up. So I was uh, kind of getting into my head and doubting, not my skill, but just like the politics of it all. Yeah. Um, But they had promised that they would like rotate through the bench and make sure that the people who attended all these camps, uh, Get a shot before someone who's like an obvious shredder and just showed up.
0: Now, did you notice that was completely true? I you got called up. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to that. But did you notice they were going through everybody, or do you feel like you truly earned that slot? I mean, like you earned uh-huh. it through all that hard work, no matter what. But did you get called up because it was your turn to get called up, or because you did something during the uh, during the bench jumps that stood out?
2: Uh, I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, so throughout. The cutting process, they ended up putting people back on who were previously cut. So instead of going through the bench, they um, brought the people, some people back up who were already on there originally. So at that point, it was the first day, at the end of the first day, and I saw that happening and was like, well, maybe this is it. Um, If they're already going back to the people who were previously cut rather than like a new person on the bench. So
0: So when did you decide that you were going to go to the camp, to the the final attempt? Was that after the third camp or was that sometime earlier on saying, no matter what happens, I'm going to this attempt, whether Mm -hmm. I'm on the world record or on the bench?
2: Right. Um, So after the third camp, um, I... Again, was talking to two friends who said that they weren't gonna, that they never got caught up. Okay. And so I felt like that might happen to me. And some people were saying, um, you're just gonna be on the bench and not get caught up, and all you're doing is basically funding the record or whatever. Cause like you have to pay a registration fee and everything, even if you're on the yeah, bench. Yeah, you're paying
0: for the organizer. Said and done. Yeah. There are organizers there. There's expenses for the yep. pl- uh, planes. There's expenses for everybody, and there's no doubt you're paying for it. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's one hell of an opportunity. Yeah. You you went. Now you real. Now you get called up. How far into the first of all the record attempt was horrible weather wise. Mm-hmm. You guys got shat
3: on. I yeah, think there were several sure. days of
0: full blown out weather. Yeah. Um. When how many full days of jumping happened?
2: Um. Actual four days. Um. So that Monday. Tuesday, and I think half of Wednesday, and then back again half of Friday, yeah. or I think it was all day Friday, actually.
0: And even the days that you mentioned, there were some spotty, spotty days. There were some weather mm-hmm. holds. Yep. At what point did you get called up off the bench?
2: Um, I got caught up at on the second day um, around lunchtime. Um, so we did about, I did about two jumps on Tuesday, the second day with the bench and on the third jump, um, got caught up.
0: On what day was this again? Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, cool. So I Just processing mm-hmm. everything. So you got called up pretty quickly.
2: Uh, yeah, I didn't feel like that, but yeah. So they were cutting people off and right. So it felt like they went through a bunch of people before they got to me. Did you get cut at all? Uh, I did not. So like once
0: you got called up off the bench, you were there, dude. Mm-hmm. Obviously, achieving a world record would have been the ultimate. That would have been mm-hmm. that. That just would have been the shit, man. Yeah. As my dad would say, and you'd appreciate that'd be the cat's meow.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think <But laughs> my I think my main goal at that point was like just to actually get called up. And once that happened, it I felt pretty accomplished.
1: So, was there a common thing that people were getting cut for? Whether well, I, I, it's usually docking off level and overfloating, right? Um, was Was there anything that that you saw more than anything else?
2: Uh, so, there's people hitting other people. Um, one person actually hit a camera guy on accident and got cut for that. What? Yeah, even though it was an accident. And then you'll get cut for going to the wrong slot. So, um, one group or like one pod, they went to the wrong place in the formation. And yeah, so more the than whole just pod. levels. Mm-hmm. So, the whole pod got cut. They were following each other <laughs> in And yeah. So the whole pod got cut,
0: right? Mm -hmm. So recently I did Roll's big way camp. And one of the things that he talked about importance was a site picture of, uh, a no, like have a person in the base at your site picture. So, you Mm -hmm. know, you're on your radial, have your clone across the formation from you. So, you know, you're across your sector and know who you're following. And he actually made the guy in the base, my first clue. So Mm -hmm. if the, the whole thing lined up wrong. If all those people in that pod would have lined up right, except for that first stinger, you think yeah. they would have not got cut?
2: Um, hard to say.
0: Yeah. And was there supposed to be other people in that, in that area, in that sector?
2: Yeah. So, like, there was people building behind them or on them. So <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what was going through their minds. When they <laughs> they were making up a new formation now. Yeah.
0: break gets interesting at this point. Yeah. Dude, so you've accomplished a lot, man. You've you've gone through a lot. What is what stands out in that journey to you the most?
2: Hmm. Um obviously the record. Yeah.
0: The record has to. It did by right. far has gotta be the the highlight. But was there any part of the journey? Was there any friendships that built mm-hmm. in, any experiences yeah, life friends. changing?
2: Yeah. Um tons of friends like my friend uh, Jasmine that I met. Jasmine Martinez. And oh, where'd you meet her if I if I might ask? China.
0: I, Can't you tell by the <laughs> name?
2: I actually met her. <laughs>
1: yes, Martinez. It's uh Oh Jasmine, traditional, I was going with the rice. <laughs> traditional Chinese. <laughs>
2: so Jasmine a couple years ago. Flew down here for a Rhone camp, Rhone brothers Mm -hmm. camp. And that's where we met. Um, We had gotten (laughs) dinner with the Rhone brothers. Yeah. So I met her a couple years ago, learning how to fly in the tunnel. Yeah.
0: Next goals. There's another world record coming up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two years from now, is that the next attempt?
2: Uh, Next year, actually, is the SIT record. SIT record. Yeah. But the head down, probably another three. Yeah, and goals for both. Um, for the head down record, yes. Uh-huh. For the sit record, not so much.
0: Just not interested, or don't have the skill set. Don't have the skill set. Would you be interested in developing the skill set, or just
2: um, yeah, I've been trying. Okay. Um, like my last couple jumps were a little sit flying action.
0: So why know. not go for it?
2: Um, just because the first or like this whole experience with this world record was very stressful and uh spending lots of money and okay traveling recovery yeah emotional
0: and financial recovery emotionally too yeah yeah there's there's no doubt val uh, trained on teams for a few years um people who do world record attempts there's commonly uh that especially early on Mm -hmm. that that sticker price that 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 sticker uh the sticker shock yeah and then the emotional Mm -hmm. wear and tear all right um yeah, I want to talk about one other thing, and I'm really, really shamelessly at the same time going to plug the film festival. Uh-huh. Um, last year, your entry to the film festival was off the fucking hook. Um, September twentieth is a week and a half from now. Sitting in front of us are two Aries twos. Is one of those Aries twos right here, Jimmy? Right here. Oh, are one of those Aries twos going to be yours? Is my question. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes, he says. So two Aries twos and a Pro Track two, uh, a GoPro six. Ben has confirmed that from uh, GoPro. We have all sorts of cool prizes. Uh, the Film Festival October twentieth. Nick, I need your help. Hit me. I need people to figure this out. I've worked with Jay Daniel. We figured out some street taco options. In other words, just some tacos where you can throw some chicken and or uh, brisket and whatever toppings you want on it, kind of like a uh, subway style or Chipotle style. Um, Not too crazy, not too fancy, but three bucks a taco. And if you've ever had his food, he does good food. Mm-hmm. Very good. We got to find out what kind of interest there is in this because if there's enough interest, I want to do it. But I also want to make sure we can cover it because I don't want... The last time Jay Daniel did a big event for Spaceland, uh, for an organizer at Spaceland, not mm-hmm. for the drop zone, but an yeah. organizer, everybody flaked on him and he prepped all this food and sold less than half of it. Oh, wow. Well. So I don't want to... To get into that. saying, I want this many tacos. Yeah. What are we going to do? I don't
1: know. Have him make tacos and just don't make <laughs> too many. I don't know. Last last year, I don't know how many people were there, but there were a lot, right? Between yeah. 70 and, and 80. And we, good we ate all the pizza, all the treats, all the everything. Well, just popcorn. If, if You we did have...
0: pizza for karaoke night.
1: Oh, it's karaoke night. Yeah, I've yeah. got those two conflated. Um, I don't know. You put a bunch of skydivers in a small room at night and there's alcohol? you are gonna eat your tacos, my friend.
0: Hundred fifty tacos. <laughs> I don't know. You can't I ask me to math tacos for I a <laughs> mystery help. number. I need to yeah, see. 100. That's where I'm at because I. I okay,
1: we'll talk about. Just this later. don't make a don't make a thousand of them. Oh hell no! Let's see, eighty people. Is that what was their What was there last it's year? Uh, yeah, eighty people.
0: God, I'd make two hundred tacos.
1: But you guys are both Asian. Your math skills should be better than mine. I don't know. Well, I'm just
0: thinking 200 tacos because if this doesn't work, I'm, whatever I tell Jay Daniel, I'm going to cover if people don't eat it. Because I'm not going to put this guy out. We're making a $600 upfront taco investment. That's what you're telling me. That, well, I am. <laughs> so I am. I'm really. I got people. If you're interested in having these tacos, Jimmy, find out. Yeah. Ask your friends at the drops on this weekend. Tell people to let me know. I have a poll on Gravity Labs Facebook page or something. Um, please let me know if you guys want these fucking tacos or not because I'd love to get J. Daniel to make them $200 uh, they're $3 a piece I'm not paying for them if you want to pay for them please help me out matter of fact if someone pays for half of it I'll pay for the other half <laughs> um, Jimmy you yeah. know okay um, dude last year your film was hey by the way do you know what you could win at the film festival
1: I thought you were just talking about those areas too 20% percent off of Infinity Rig. oh that's true Tracy. Yeah, that's a hot coupon man that's a hot discount how are you doing I'm doing pretty good.
0: You get package today?
1: Nope. Goddamn. Tuesday.
0: Oh, that's next week. I thought it was this week.
1: Well, it was supposed to be, but they didn't get my up. They sent me the UPS shipping label before they had uh, dropped it off to
0: UPS. Ah, so there's a delay. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of delay, between but it's the- it's in transit right now, my friend. Dude, I uh, yeah. So next week you'll have your new Infinity. I will. I'm excited to see it. It's, I'm
1: not gonna take it off. I can the wait. colors. Beautiful. Stand yeah. up and more beautiful. Yeah, the it same as it that jersey yeah, it matches oh, okay. this jersey right
0: here yeah. with the blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a white base ish more than anything else. That blue. Yeah, there's
1: a good chunk of white, a lot of gray, black, blue. Nice sacred geometry. The, the
0: embroidery on it's pretty. It's pretty great. Yeah, his rig was really the inspiration for that jersey. Gotcha. Like straight up, all of the Gravity Lab jerseys were inspired by Nick's rig. Nice. So, um, dude, I'm excited for your infinity. Hopefully, it gets here soon. Tuesday. Yeah, I'm going to look at the
1: UPS tracking information right now. Dude, why did you... You guys <laughs> want to track this package with me? I'll give you the whole tracking <laughs> number right
0: now. No, 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 no. So, with uh, with Infinity, why did you end up choosing an Co- Infinity? It's in Colorado right now. Why did you choose an Infinity?
1: Uh, gosh, uh, there was a few reasons, honestly. Um, I have a, a tiny, funny little body shape, and uh, I really thought that Mirage was the only place that made a container that fit stupid, tiny, short, stubby people like me and uh, our good friend Critter, Critter's rig, is one of the smallest rigs I've ever seen, and when he first got it, they described the size as uh, tiny ba- or Barbie backpack. Yes, and Barbie backpack. <laughs> and it's, it was sitting next <laughs> to my rig, and it was just as short, but it was flatter and skinnier. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how, how are they doing this? And so I tried his on. fit great. It didn't jump it for quite a while, and then uh, asked him if I could borrow it, and I put... Uh, Gosh, I'd say between 50 and 100 jumps on it. Super comfortable. The problem I've always had is the... Uh, my tiny little neck, my head would bump into the top of the reserve. Mm. Like shooting shooting video. I shoot a lot of tandem video. And I'd fly um, quite a bit of it on my belly. And so uh, that's why I stopped jumping anything else. And then Jumping Critters uh, Infinity was super comfortable. And it doesn't move. It doesn't move. It doesn't move at all. Especially like uh, I remember the the first time I um, first customer guy had was a, was a vector and trying to learn how to back fly in it. It was just moving all over the place. And, uh, so I had that same thought the first time that I transitioned from my belly to my back, uh, filming a tandem. I was like, all right, well, ready for this wild ride if this thing slides off my back. And, uh, Felt more like not having a rig on. Like, not in a scary way, mm-hmm. just in a way of, like, when you're flying in the tunnel without a rig, like, you feel connected to the wind right. because the rig's not in the way. Yeah. And that's just how it felt when I when I uh, flipped over. and, uh, So it felt great. Um, the Looking at the rig from, like, a more technical standpoint, uh, a few of our very experienced riggers jump infinity. So I kind of asked them, like, what's the deal? And then looking at how uh, <laughs> one of my biggest fears is uh, is having a uh, total malfunction and uh, with a really tight container you deploy your reserve and because it's so tight in the reserve tray that it's like hesitating and not coming out this is just like a worst nightmare scenario yeah. that i have in my head and so looking at the flaps of how large everything opens on the infinity like when the pin is out man it's those trays are huge. They're just super open, so it made me feel really safe. And uh, then I started talking to uh, their uh, their marketing girl at the time. She was the one working on all the uh, customization of their of their rigs, and she helped me design something super badass.
0: She'll be visiting Saturday. Yeah, she
1: told me, Miss Riley, you'll be here former sa- guest.
0: Will you, you'll be here Saturday
1: at and the drop tri- zone? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, cool. I might remember this morning a whirlwind of a schedule. Dude, Infinity makes uh, – Velocity Sports Equipment makes super, super awesome rigs. I've been jumping them since 99, absolutely my preferred rig. I've jumped almost every rig on the market. I've owned a bunch uh, in, over those years, and I keep going back to Infinity. Uh, check out velocityrigs.com. Email V S E. At VelocityRigs.com, if you mention Gravity Lab Radio when you order, you get free mesh backpad upgrade. Hmm. Um, maybe that uh, offering will change in the future, but uh, still for now, that's what it is. Uh, thank you so much, man. Uh, I, I got—I th- don't know the new marketing person's name. I was actually told who it is. I have not had a conversation Blake. yet. Blake. thank yeah, you. Yeah,
1: hit, uh, hit Blake up on uh, Facebook earlier today. He yeah. said he's only actually worked a couple of days there. His official start date is the 22nd, but... Uh Sean and Kelly have both been super friendly, really easy to interact with. But until uh, until yeah. Blake gets gone,
0: now that I realize that you were the one who told me Blake, really, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> now you tell me, I'm like, yeah, that's right. You mentioned it the and other day. You know,
1: the reason that I remember it so well, I have uh, a good friend, Blake, programmed in my phone as Balake, so with an accent mm. over the E. Which Blake? Uh, Blake, uh, Balake, Balake, Balake yeah, <laughs> okay, Blake. <yeah>. Uh, <laughs> and so when I. Said, "Hey, Blake." Typed it on my phone. It put Balake, and I was like, "Oh, no, well, shit! I'm not gonna make myself look like it." I'm I'm sure anyone named Blake is super tired of that joke, so I didn't I didn't do that. Yeah. But uh, yes, uh, every, everyone's super friendly, super easy to deal with. Their customer service is great. Everyone, you know, always answering the the emails and phone calls. It's
0: great. Dude, Blake. Uh, Blake said next time he comes to town, he'll come do the show. Um, that would be fun. Last year, you had a video in the film festival. One of the best videos, period, think that exists. I've seen. Um, man, what do you th- what What made your video so good?
2: Uh, I think the fact that I had like a story. There was some sketchy stuff in there, and yeah. To what was the story for those that didn't see it? Uh, the story is about Mister Potato Head. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the story. What about him? Uh, so I bring him to the drop zone, and I take my eyes off him for one second and a bunch of jerks are tearing him apart. And so throughout the whole video, I'm hunting these people down to put the pieces back.
0: And yeah. And it ends in a Mr. Potato Head jump. Yep. Dude, so a couple of things that stood out and I agree wholeheartedly is, number one, it told a story. Uh, And I, man, I hope somebody this year comes to the table with some type of sketch Mm -hmm. story.
1: I may have seen such a thing. Oh please! Not, thank I'm you. not gonna, not gonna spoil anything. Don't! I'm no, good with that. But, uh, I it's,
0: uh, love surprises.
1: No, a couple, a couple people on staff have been editing, and they, they'll edit in the video room, oh, okay. and uh, so, sometimes they ask me for tips or for whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's great. It's good. They're building. Boys are building some good stuff. It's gonna nice. be stiff competition. Yeah,
0: I can't wait to see, man. So you told a story, but. Um, also, your skydives are super real. Danny mm-hmm. uh, actually won and beat you by one vote yeah. uh, here in Houston. And uh, it's both of your videos were so good because they were so real. You know, you watch Tex. Texas video was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. All the flying was super high yeah. level. Cody Prentis had some great video. Right. So many guys did a good job. But your skydive showed the flails, the fuck-ups, the rookie skydives. Right. The audience, A, is voting on this. And... There wasn't a person in that room who wasn't in your video mm-hmm. if they made a skydive with you. Um, you used everybody. Yep. Did you do that because you were trying to play to the crowd or did you do that because that's just what you do? Uh,
2: yeah, I guess that's just what happened. They
1: were all on his vision board. <laughs> <laughs> I placed them on my vision <laughs> yeah. board, which
0: is a mirror above my bed.
1: I wonder, that is, it's an interesting tactic of... Uh, Lying about vision boards? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> of including, having a very diverse lineup in your in yeah. your videos. I yeah. think that peop, everyone likes to see themselves in someone else's right. video, right? Yeah, and I think but, like
2: a lot of videos that are coming out are of like really mm. super cool, badass flying and mm-hmm. not enough of... I mean,
1: not many people were on those uh, 200 ways that are going to be entering films into the film festival, right? Yeah. That's
0: that good shit. And we actually, this year, I don't know if you heard, but we're renaming the film festival. Did you know that?
2: I think I heard about it. What is it? The Jimmy Wynn Film Festival. The Jimmy
0: Wynn Festival, man. It's it's. I think there were 12 videos last year and you mm-hmm. were in 11 of them because yeah. you weren't in the one of Scott Latness falling off a plane. Yeah. Um, other than that, you made almost everybody's video.
2: That video was pretty
0: funny. That was entertaining, man. Uh, dude, Scott watched that video. I was standing with him towards the end. He's like... Holy shit. I didn't realize what people were really doing. And yeah. I start, I start with him at the beginning. The very beginning, he saw two or three videos and went, yeah. "Oh god, what did I just get myself into?" I didn't realize that's what this was this yeah. was. He thought it was a lot of short. It, he was books. also
1: the only person who had shared his video online before right. the film festival. Yeah, I had which I think is before. uh is part of the the rules now. Anything that's been Did we make that part of the rules?
0: It has it, been the spoken statement. Well, it's not in writing. We'll put It'll it be on. in
1: writing next year. and yeah, we'll put it on the poster next year.
0: Yeah, next year it'll be all in writing cuz man, it's a part of the fun of it is kicking over my drink under my feet.
1: But I mean it's 9 days away, the film festival. No shit. So, if you have a video for the film festival, don't f- put it on the internet yet. Just yeah. wait 9 more days.
3: Unless Get you have a really reading. cool trailer if, like if,
1: Patty. If you don't have a video for the film festival, you got 9 days to work on one.
0: So, what drives you? Why what what put this video together for you?
2: Um that video I don't know, it just happened. Like oh, it
1: just I, I want to ask some more questions to hopefully get more people to, to put together and edit. Yeah. How, how much uh, experience did you have editing video before this?
2: Um, before this, in high school, I would do a couple of home videos. Like, really. Whoa. really well, no, not that kind of home <laughs> videos. <laughs> but just like, a, so like one video I did with my friends, we were doing a parody of the Mari Show. And, <laughs> and you were not the father? Yeah, that type of thing. Yeah. Okay. So it, we would like film a little skits here and there, and I would be the one filming and editing. So I had some experience with all of that. And what uh, what editing software did you use? Um, back then or now? For this last video, what did you use? Uh, for this last video, it was a mix between iMovie that comes for free on um, MacBooks and um, Final Cut Pro. So every nerd with a Mac out there iMovie's on
1: your computer already. Yeah, super user friendly. Would you not agree? Very.
2: Yeah. Why
0: did you use both? Could you have just stuck with iMovie?
2: Um, I could have stuck with iMovie, but in Final Cut, um, a lot of like the transitions and stuff are a lot more smoother. And um, if I want to like cut half the video and do part slow mo, it does that more uh, smoother. Okay. Rather than an iMovie, it kind of has like that jump. Instead of like gradually going into, um, like I, I'm, speed. I'm with you, man. So did you do that same mix for? Are, is your video done? Uh, no, it is not. I'm actually struggling to find videos to put in there. Really? Because two months ago I dropped my hard drive. That's right. Yeah, and so I never recovered any of those videos. So I've only have like two months of jumps.
0: Maybe if you had something really unique like world mm-hmm. record attempts on there,
3: yeah,
2: they're on there already. <laughs> <laughs> it's still I still need a lot more.
0: Yeah. So yeah. what Nick was asking, what mix are you are you doing the same again using both Final Cut and iMovie?
2: Um, no, just mainly uh, Final Cut. Uh, so, I was going back to iMovie because it's more familiar and I could do things a lot faster on that, and then just like quickly import it to.
0: How hard have you found it to learn Final Cut? Um. Not that hard, no, no. It's it's definitely a lot more intimidating and yeah. a lot more powerful than I can ever use. Yeah. I well, watched, I
2: also had like an idea of how it worked. Yeah,
0: I watched Nick use it, and I, it's fun. Nick, Nick tells me. Yeah,
2: I, I use a
1: Adobe Premiere. Premiere, but mm-hmm. it's I would say. Oh, you said Final Cut? Yes. They're same they're thing.
0: they're two. Yeah, it's the same Mac PC. Apples and oranges. Yeah. Yeah, yeah apples and not apples and PCs. Um, they're very similar, and uh, I use Premiere. Sorry, thank you, Nick. Adobe Premiere. And, uh, dude, it's not that hard to learn to use at a basic level. Yep. It really isn't. Nope. So, Nick, you want to kind of get people to do more. You, A, didn't have tons of editing skills with the, what you're using now. Mm-hmm. B, how much footage did you have?
2: Um, For the last one? Yeah. Um, I had a bunch, yeah. Because yeah. there was no film festival before that, so I was able to use videos from uh, previous years. Um,
0: Were you able to get footage last year from your friends when you asked for it?
2: So my film for the film festival was actually all of my own. So that's what I'm trying to do with this one as well. Like everything's from my point of view.
0: It's very interesting last year. I don't know if you've noticed this, but last year I didn't hear this comment very often. Mm-hmm. But this year, in the last especially month, I've heard more than one person go, yeah, I'll give you the footage, but you can't use it till after the film festival. Right, yeah. Have you heard that? Oh, yeah.
2: For sure.
1: <laughs> I, I haven't heard that, but man, that's
2: satisfying. I actually told someone that. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of
0: them. Yeah. Yes. And I, I love it, man. And, and, and I just you know the film festival is an excuse to throw a party it's an excuse to have a good time and for friends to show some cool footage yep and that you guys care that fucking much about this event and to come out and party together is is just it's it's amazing dude it's really fucking cool to
2: to see people come together yeah
0: so any hints on what you're doing this year do you have a theme
2: yeah um gay theme of course
0: mr potato head was not gay enough no (laughs) (laughs) no So why, why, why of course, gay theme? It doesn't have to be, of course.
3: Yeah.
2: No? Well, today's National Coming Out Day, if people didn't know.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you knew this, Nick. Um, who who shared who? That was uh, Jonathan Klein. Yeah, today. Jonathan Klein, yep. So did you know today is National Coming Out Day? I originally did not. So did you know this? I, I <laughs> didn't know this, no. So Jonathan Klein, you know him, right? Brian Menard's uh, guy. Yeah, uh, somebody made a post, and Brian or Jonathan Klein immediately po- pointed out that I'm ha- having this on National Coming Out Day. Yeah. So yes, in the plans, yeah, we have the gay guy on National Coming Out. But You're already <laughs> out. How does this work? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Are you pulling Nick out with you?
2: Well, I came out and said I lied about <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Your vision, vision board. He <laughs> came out of board. the lying my, closet. My visionary vision board. Your visionary vision board. Um. So what do you mean it's got a gay theme?
0: Um, how does the skydiving video have a gay theme? Well, uh,
2: you can't I'd tell me. To, what yeah. It, I'd, I'd, it would give away too much. Okay.
0: Uh, th- now I'm curious because like, I can see like certain videos having a gay theme. That mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Skydiving videos. I'm not quite sure wh- how that works out yet.
2: Yeah. It could go either way. Like maybe a bunch of rainbows and unicorns or, or it's a porn. Right. Okay. Which could could be that.
0: There's only one way to find out. Yeah. Then. Um, What would you tell your friends who are trying to put videos together? What do you look for that make them appealing?
2: Um, I think for me, my process is like the first step is picking out the song. Um, So from the song, you could be inspired to create a story or um, just throw a bunch of random videos on there and see how that goes with the music. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of my editing comes from accidents like i didn't intend for this to happen but that happened by mistake but it looked really cool so i'm gonna keep it um so it reminds me of this quote it's um uh creativity is allowing yourself to make mistakes and art is knowing which mistakes to keep or however that quote goes but yeah so like is it like a lot of messing around and knowing what actually looks cool from that, and sticking with that in the video.
0: Nick, do you pick music first, commonly?
2: Depends largely on exactly what I'm
1: working on, but for a video like this, yeah, like something that's just fun, yeah. and that uh, like doesn't have to tell a story, like something that I'm not doing interviews, no one's, you know, no one's speaking, anything like that, yeah, almost... Almost always starts with I've got a song stuck in my head mm-hmm. that I need to figure out how to hate, <laughs> and the only way is to listen to it a thousand times, editing to it, and then mm-hmm. I can get it out of my system. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: How do you find your song? What's the what's?
2: Um, so like, there's like the big thing about copyright and everything. So in YouTube, I literally just type in copyright free. Okay, music. so to
0: be clear, this year we we really don't care if uh, Facebook is getting more and more sting- stringent about blocking copyrighted music. Mm-hmm. Last year, at some point, I said, I don't care. We gave up on that idea. Um, the word didn't get out in time, so people had copy royalty-free and not royalty-free music. Mm. Um, this year, we said, fuck it. Uh, no royalty-free music. We're not worried about it. Now, Facebook is blocking it a lot more. They're, they're muting music on videos a lot more, which I think your, your, your video goes very well to the music. Mm-hmm. So worst-case scenario, Vimeo We'll yeah. host them on Vimeo and then share them on Facebook through Vimeo, so or how whatever direction that words go. Right. So you don't have to, but w- do you sit there and listen to music all day long? Are you sitting at your computer with the intent? Are mm-hmm. you randomly shuffling?
2: Um, yeah. So I just sit for thirty minutes and just like go through songs. If it doesn't appeal to me in the like, the first couple seconds, then I'll go on to the next.
0: And so you sit down with the intent of going through music, just trying to find yep. it. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you go, man, this song is speaking to me. Yep. Now I'm going to start exactly. putting a video together. Yeah. How often do you change that song? Like, okay, I started the video. Fuck it. This song is wrong. I yeah. need a new song.
2: I actually did that on Friday. <laughs> um, it wasn't that I didn't like the song, but it turned out, because, like, I was trying to figure out what's copyrighted and what's not. So uh-huh. I had this song in my head for a couple months and was really, exciting to turn it, really excited to turn it into a video. So, like. Every time I'm listening to the song, I'm visioning in my head, like what story or what cool skydiving shots could go with this and, uh, found out that it was like copyrighted and not free to use per YouTube. So spent most of, uh, Friday evening, just listening to music, trying to find another fit. And Nick, how often do you change songs
1: in an edit? Mm, not often but it certainly happens like the film festival promotion video uh, i started with a different song Dude, that i love the way you started that video
0: with bruce buffer
1: (laughs) that was (laughs) you remember that conversation right i i thought you'd catch it (sighs) do you remember who it was
0: um man i'm lost it was
1: uh mr john walker we had that conversation which talking up, talking about it, like I, I brought up if I ever had all this money, I'm going to bring Bruce Buffer in to start the show.
0: Okay. Uh, no. No, I, di- I, now, I remember well, now. Well, maybe but people who care about the podcast will notice. I dude. <laughs> maybe Andreas will notice, man. That that boy notices a little few extra things. That was the guy last week who busted on my AC working. Yeah, that's the same guy tuned up your car, right? Uh, Dude, the same guy who made it look good and shiny, dude. Andreas. Um, How's that holding up? Dude, ah oh man, my car looks so dirty right now because it hasn't been washed in two months, and you'd still say it looks really clean. It, it, it's unbelievable what ceramic coating will do to a fucking car. Nice. Highly recommend it, man. I uh, wanted to get a detailed job from him while I was in uh, San Marcos because he does mobile detailing. Come to me, uh, clean, wash, do everything to my car, mobile. Um nice. I was just going to be parked in a dirt parking lot for a week and a half and I'm like, I'm not going to get my car detailed to sit yeah. here for a week and a half in a dirt fucking parking lot. Um, so it didn't get anything done but Andreas, uh, he does a good job. Um, dude, I got, I was asking Jimmy a question. I forgot what it was. How'd you get so damn handsome? Oh, okay. handsome.
3: Yeah, yeah. You think I'm handsome? Um,
0: You're a good looking fella, yeah. Song, st- song
1: stuff I mean, in your head. I got a girlfriend. <laughs> Don't take this shit the wrong way. <laughs> This is the man who's rooting for it the It is National Coming off. Out. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. National Coming Out Day is not today. It's the film festival. Today. No, it's today. it's today. It is today. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, well, sorry. Don't. Yeah. Not going to happen. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, so do you get to the point where, like, Nick said that you hate the song?
2: Um, yeah, for sure.
0: The song you used last year's film festival, like, when the film festival, while it was playing, uh-huh. how did you feel about the song at that moment? Were you over it?
2: Um, no, not yet. Yeah? Yeah. I was still so excited for people to watch it and yeah, it's yeah, not I think
1: different when people actually you know. get to see it, this thing that you've been working on in secret for so long, and you get a, like, especially at a live thing like that, and you get to see people's reactions yeah. and watch people laugh at the funny parts and people laugh at a part that maybe you didn't even think
0: was funny. That's
2: yeah. it's cool. Or they don't laugh. They or, don't. They, oh yeah, or a flop.
0: <laughs> so that's what I was curious about. One of the things I've been excited to ask you about tonight mm-hmm. is what did you do while that video was playing?
2: Um, I was looking around. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How much time did you look at the screen versus how much time you looked at people?
2: Uh, probably looked at the screen, I don't know, 10% of the time.
0: I I wish I could remember who it was, but somebody actually stood up and readjusted where they were standing so they could see the crowd and actually watch the crowd Mm -hmm. more than the video. Yeah. And I, God, I wish I could remember who it was, but it was cool to watch. How was the crowd react? Like, did you get the reactions you expected?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because I had like intentionally put some funny and sketchy stuff on there. People always uh, respond to sketchy things. Ah. Yeah,
0: And by far, man, they were always the best responses and they had the biggest claps. Yeah. Um, was there anything you expected and hoped for a good response to and you got nothing? You got crickets.
2: Um, not that I can remember, no. Nick, who
0: did you vote for last year in the film festival?
1: you never say such a thing. It's if confidential. You tell people who you vote for.
0: If he if he would have voted for you, Jimmy, you yeah. would have won. Yeah. You lost because of Nick Lot. Uh-huh. There you go.
1: It's not true. It is true. I did vote for Danny's video. <laughs> Only because <laughs> I I really expected your video to win. Yeah. I really did. And uh I just liked that Danny's video was was really good and had put been put together by someone who couldn't carry a camera yet. Right. Just like yeah, like one yeah, of the, the first. I don't
2: think she was having a camera that, at that time, huh? No, she, she wasn't. She had a ju- hundred jumps. Wow.
1: But uh, when... So my interest in film festivals started back in Utah. Mm-hmm. Every January, there's a film festival in Mesquite, Nevada, Skydive Mesquite, where uh, people from the Utah drop zones go down, other local people from uh, Skydive Mesquite, and it's um, called the Blue Skies Boogie. It's a memorial boogie. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we, there's a film festival there every year. And this was my first exposure to skydive film festivals. And, and most people's videos were... There were only a handful, and they were pretty long. They yeah. were like 10 or 12, 12, 15 minutes. Uh, why Just did I start explaining this? They Yeah, like they're like all skydiving. Oh, yeah, this is why. So uh, it was all skydiving videos. Oh, okay. All skydiving. And then the one that won. This may be the first or second year that I went. But there was a video that won by a landslide mm-hmm. that contained six or seven seconds of skydiving in a ten minute video. <laughs> it was called something about green light. Green light meaning the beer light. Uh-huh. So it was just like ch- drunk shithead skydiver oh. antics and shenanigans yeah. for, for 15 minutes. And it was really funny. And uh, they won. Dude. I, and I, so that's that's what I liked about Danny's videos that it was such a different thing from everybody else who had right. entered a video. Based on uh, based on her connection to the footage, you know, right. and uh, I really thought you were going to win, and I just wanted it to <laughs> be cool for her. <laughs> yeah, and you were, but but uh, I I would be super surprised if your video uh, wasn't much better this year than last year, and mm. last year's was awesome. Yeah, thanks.
0: You know, I'm super curious because a last year, what people brought to the table blew my mind mm-hmm. like you you did an exceptional job again i think you should have won you had exactly. my vote nick and i are like the republican democrat house husband wife like uh-huh. our votes just null, nullify each other yeah um but so many people came to the table with good edits where yeah. I'm like,
2: and i like that larry hacks video had other stuff than skydiving because it was like scuba scuba diving and with water stuff. heaters yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it's uh was that Did he use that on the film festival, the water heater jump? I don't remember
1: that. I mean, I could have never.
0: Dude. Anyways, it was so cool just to see the level of editing, man. And Mm -hmm. for us, Nick and I actually, we watch all the videos beforehand just so we can title them.
1: Oh, sorry. I wanted to um, remind me that I have something to say when you're done making your point.
0: Uh, Just so we could title them and just get them all put up in a queue. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing that we definitely uh, want to avoid is having two or three duds in a row and losing the audience interest. So we, we we uh watched them and then just made sure we kept them spaced out gotcha. so not having would have any duds in a row. I thought
2: you guys were just putting it by the order it got submitted
0: No, and the best part was is there wasn't duds, man. Mm-hmm. There was there were some that were better than others, but there was no like, man, this is a downer. This yeah. is gonna lose people's attention. Right. People fucking brought the game. Yeah.
2: I initially thought DQ was gonna win just because he like had super cool crew videos and like the music yeah yeah and the music was really good with that
0: dude it's so cool to see nick what were you gonna say
2: so we're allowing
1: submissions all the way up until the day of competition right 3 p.m Mm -hmm.
0: i think this is a terrible mistake
1: because skydivers are lazy procrastinators and people won't get it done so I'm just going to say as my own personal advice to get your video done as soon as possible. Try and get it done a few days before the event. Get Please. it to us. Let us watch it. We'll get everything ordered out. Make the show as as, uh, as entertaining as possible. And it will keep you from uh, forgetting. From, I mean, not forgetting, but just not getting it done. Yeah. right?
0: So uh, frankly, man, I'm glad you say that. I think next year we're going to pull the uh, deadline up 24 hours. Mm. So Friday evening, you and I couldn't take a quick look, get everything set up, because, man, I'll tell you, last year, mm-hmm. Saturday evening, when we were done jumping after 3 p.m., Nick and I scrambled to make sure all the videos were ready, mm-hmm. that we could play them all on the computer, mm-hmm. that we, we, we had to make sure everything was going to work. Yeah,
2: and I think I gave mine at the last minute, too. Yeah,
0: and so it, it worked, but, dude, we actually were hectic until it was time to start. So Yeah, for, I wouldn't
1: say hectic, but we didn't have a lot of time. Like, yeah. if we have six videos show up, an hour before we're supposed to be setting things up
0: that's only you know half an hour 40 minutes out of our life
1: i mean on a day like that you know <laughs> oh i'm being sarcastic that's okay. a lot of time okay but but i'm just saying uh, i would much rather not be having us have to rush to sort it out which takes away from the quality of the show and Hanging giving people out. more of a more of a chance to not get it done so i'm just saying hey beat, beat the deadline have it to us as soon as possible uh don't Ouch. don't show up very last second like we even had people last year who didn't have the highest resolution videos of or versions of their video yeah. that are still trying to get us to them halfway through the film festival mm. and it's like man don't be that guy yeah well no. i want to enjoy being at the film festival too yeah. so get your fucking shit together and finish your goddamn video
0: Know what you have. Bring it ready. Yep. Get it to us the day before. That would be super huge. Get it to us this weekend. Jimmy, you're already behind the fucking curve, I man. know. Dude, <laughs> the last thing I want to hit, and we're really running pushing on time, man, is, is something that, that amazes me about you is what you do for a living. Mm-hmm. You work at a place called MD Anderson. Yep. MD Anderson, I, I knew nothing about MD Anderson before I moved to Houston, is is world-renowned for cancer mm-hmm. treatment. Um, what do you do for MD Anderson?
2: Um, So, my job title is a radiation therapist. Okay. Um, Usually, when people hear that, they automatically think of x-ray techs, people who just take your x-rays. So, what I basically do is I deliver radiation uh, treatments to cancer patients, and um, this is like a really high-dose radiation, so not your typical little x-ray beam.
0: So at this point, you're meeting people on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You're interacting with people on a daily basis that are commonly at a very, very low struggling point in their life. Yep. Or at a very optimistic point in their life, depending on their approach and their take. Right. Mm-hmm. How much does this weigh on you on a daily basis?
2: Um, a lot, yeah. Um, yeah, because uh, normally I'm not a very social person. So, just being extroverted and talking to people can be tiring, yeah, but for some reason at work, like I'm in a very social uh mood, I guess, so it's very easy to talk to patients, have conversations with them um so by the end of the day, I'm usually very tired from all of that, and also like emotionally tired mentally, so.
0: I have, moving to Houston, I have a lot of friends who work at MD Anderson and or in Cancer Centers. A buddy of mine, Terry, is a scrub nurse in an OR. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me most of my friends who work in MD Anderson, who work in cancer, are some of the most bright people as far as personality. Smiling, happy, Mm -hmm. loving, and living life.
2: Yeah,
0: Is there something about the job that creates that, or is it the personality the job attracts?
2: I think both. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're not going to treat cancer patients if you don't like care for people or like, you don't have that in you. But um, every day, just like going through the halls and seeing all these sick people, um, it just makes you more appreciative of your own life.
0: And how often do you make a, a special connection, like that next level connection with patients? All the time. Mm. Are there ones that you still talk to regularly because
2: of? Um, some, some of them follow me on Facebook and Instagram, and um, yeah, every now and then I'll uh, talk to one of them. Have you sure. ever
0: brought any of them out to jump?
2: No. Um, so right now I'm trying not to tell patients that I jump, uh-huh. uh, just because, um, well, when we treat patients, we treat them for up to a month, so I see the same people every day for a month or two, and we build that relationship. And so at the end of their treatments is usually like a big celebration. They'll get a certificate, take photos, and ring this bell. And a lot of times patients will bring us gifts. And for a while, I uh, think it was like a couple years ago, uh, patients were putting jumps on my account at Spaceland. So I like felt really humbled by that. But I don't want like people spending money on me. So like if patients find out that oh I jump at Scattered Spaceland and they wanna do something nice and they'll get me a jump or two on my account.
0: You just rather do it for the emotional love and, and reward. You don't care about them recognizing right. what you do. Mm-hmm. Man, you're such a, a humble dude. You're you're you've always backed you you are a great guy to have around, man. Thanks. Dude, it's getting a little bit late. Mr. P is going to turn to a pumpkin. That's what the P stands for. <laughs> um, tomorrow night, man, we really hope this pulls through. Uh, we're really playing this one last minute. Uh, tomorrow night, do you know what we're doing? Uh, no. We're doing a special episode. We're um,
1: hoping that Mr. Norman Kent will, uh, oh. will join us on the show.
0: Awesome. So I've set up with Norm. Uh, we've talked about it more than once. He's going to be in town uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're supposed to go ahead and do Gravity Lab tomorrow night with him. I just haven't advertised yes. it yet. Yeah. That's um, awesome. It's all very last minute. So uh, we're supposed to do that tomorrow night. I got to get Nick in bed so he's nice and fresh for that tomorrow. It mm. is
1: coming out day.
0: Mr. <laughs> Went, <Wind>. Take
1: <laughs> me to bed, DJ. <laughs> or lose me
0: forever. That would a wrong time. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Went.
1: Jimmy, you know what's funny? I just thought you were making fun of him, making fun of Jimmy (laughs) for being Asian. And I was like, oh, fuck, they're both Asian. I guess (laughs) that's
0: totally allowed. That's how my mother and father met. She's a fucking Japanese woman, while dad, during Vietnam, is a Marine in Japan. Uh Hi, G.I. Love you long time. I just can't help but think that's how my parents met because it fits the stereotype. Kind of creepy, too. Um, Jimmy, anything you want to share with our friends?
2: Um, Get your films ready because. Yeah. Because you're fucking I, I'm bringing it. Be ready, yeah.
0: <laughs> Bring your films ready. You're going to lose. Jimmy Wynn's going to smack you down. Dude, do you know Jimmy Winsock, sock, by the way?
1: I think I saw you get your canopy stuck up on that winsock.
0: sock. Yeah. I forgot all about that, dude.
2: Yeah. I think it was, like, yeah. below jump 50. Oh, yeah. For some reason. So, they used to have, like, the big orange cones there in the middle of the circle mm-hmm. as a target. So, I don't know. Maybe it was because I haven't had LASIK. <laughs> and I've mistaken that for... The actual oh my God. landing cone.
0: The orange cone on its side is a Winsock. The really big orange cone. Yeah, on the um, it
2: was, We were pretty high up.
0: <laughs> Asian, I got LASIK after that. Asian drivers, no survivors. <laughs> it just, it just works. Cool, Jimmy. Thank you so much for coming out, Mister P. Anything else you got to share? Uh, no, I think we're good. Next, we we yeah. talk, uh, d- Did you need to throw out some details for uh, good guys? Oh, dude, man. Um, Oh, uh, yeah! But before we wrap things up Good Guys, uh, good guys. if you hit up Good Guys they will do mobile detailing, mobile uh, washes, mobile uh, ceramic coating, you name it they do it polishing, coating uh, RVs, cars, boats, planes they've done them all, uh, constantly busy uh, Andreas Perez is one of the owners, also actually owns EP's Cafe at Skydive Spaceland San Marcos God, that's a mouthful um, Dude, did you see their new menu? No, I haven't Dude, uh, go into your Facebook messages and... No, no, no. Go into uh, uh, Gravity Lab's Facebook messages and check out a message he sent us there, and it actually shows the new menu. So I forget what it is. It's pretty dope. It's a pretty legit menu. Uh, But if you mention uh, Gravity Lab Radio or you uh, have a USPA membership... I always have to remember the numbers, man, and I'm not wearing my reading glasses. uh, You actually get... uh, 15% off, sorry, uh, 15% off. Uh, you can go to The Good Guys on Facebook, The Good Guys Detail TX, or you can hit them up on a text message, 512-749-9087. Tell them you no heard one's going to write that it. down. Nope, they are Use aren't. the
1: internet like an adult. Yeah.
3: Uh,
0: Google The Good Guys <laughs> Detail. They've there got we got go. Now we're page. talking. They've got a, uh, what's that called? Uh, Instagram and they've got a website give nice. him a holler he's a skydiver support him uh, check out EP's Cafe they do a legit Korean uh, noodle bowl they've got a taco a burrito bowl they've got all sorts of cool stuff nice. Mr. P anything else you got to share Homer nope come to the film festival that's a fucking dope Nine jersey days. you have on
1: super excited to get the rig that matches this jersey I can't wait to see I'll, it dude. I might wear it we're on uh, next Thursday with Mr. Zach Boyd yeah yeah might wear it the whole show
0: oh rig my rig <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I, uh, I
1: also might bring it home to cuddle with it, but uh, cute. if the cat, if any cat, you know, there's a new cat at the drop zone. You've seen him? Yeah, yeah. dude, the very controversial if, cat. Yeah, I I will murder cats. If a cat scratches my new rig, sorry. Sorry, cat.
0: Jimmy just heard you're going to cook
1: dinner. That's all he understands. <laughs> <laughs> I will murder a cat dinner. No, but I will be very, very protective of that rig, especially with all that white on it. Mm-hmm. Man, I got to scotch guard sure. the shit out of that thing.
0: Dude, I've always wanted to say it. Hit my music, white boy. Oh, snap. <laughs> Guys and gals, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. Thank you for hanging out with Jimmy Wind. Mr. P is trying to find the computer I'm screen. <laughs> it's been a little while. <laughs> Guys and gals, grab that radio, blue skies, we're out of here.